attention. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL prime time. Featuring Joe C. And then he couldn't fire his glutes later. Matt Hayes. I like dudes. Mia O'Brien. Can you take me higher? And Leon Searcy. Bringing you love, peace, and soul. How you like me now? How you like me now? Oh, here we go. Beginning of a work week. Monday is here. Halfway done. That's always a plus. XL Primetime ready to crank it out. A Mokama Beer Company Monday. Now, they've got great craft every single day of the week. Coffee every single day. Craft Tuesday through Sunday. Welcome in. We are minus Mia today, but everybody who is enjoying the day off, President's Day, uh, look, uh, you could probably think just for a second who your favorite president is and then enjoy the rest of the day. That's really all you need to do because they lumped them all together. They said Washington, Lincoln, Roosevelt, whoever it might be, you can enjoy the day off. But we're here working, cranking it out. We appreciate you guys. If you have us anywhere, if you're at home, if you're out and about, if you are at work, we'd love to hear from you at 641-1010. Jump in. This is the day after that weekend that we described, Leon, on Friday as ballless. And I meant, mm-hmm. I meant football because we had balls out there. Uh, 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 of course, the All-Star game, golf, many other things, college hoops that we will look at. But you understand what I was saying on Friday, a mm-hmm. ballless weekend. So if you guys are out there and you picked up a series on Netflix, Hulu, or whatever, you guys can hit the text line, 641-1010, and let us know something that you locked in on. Because Matt Hayes, once he locks in on something, it ain't going away, man. He is in. He is deep. He, he was, JJ's intrigued by he's what He's embedded. Played. He was on our thread this this weekend on whatever he was watching I don't know weekend. what it was. He, he, he was, it was, he was called, it's called Lover, Stalker, Killer. I mean, my was, gosh, man. What's with you? So we went from I a, mean, it's phenomenal, the story. Okay, but we went from a weekend without football, and people were going to kind of go through some DTs, some delirium tremors, trying to figure out what they were going to do. And he went with uh, name and title again, Matt? Lover, soccer, killer. Yeah, okay. So I almost feel like Hacker right now. This yeah. is like a you Hacker. Are, that's this, hacker-ish. Is, this is a Hacker series. I feel like it's no giving doubt. a lot away with the title of the yeah, story. It, it, I know. It has a ha- – what, what do you mean, Hacker? Feel so, like? you know, the slasher, killer – that he screams hack. He loves sure, but go ahead. I'm not, I'm not following. Well, it's it's I. So I don't want to give it away because you just I, did. With I the gave title. you guys. Yeah, but I don't want to give away the entire city of Jacksonville. Okay, yeah, because the title. That's all you. The, the title says enough. I, I explained it to Leon and yeah, JJ yeah. Um, in the pre-show meeting. JJ, does it sound interesting or does it not? I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm usually not for the true crime. That's sort of my wife's thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, Matt got me with this one, and the last one. That Netflix got me with was the Love Has Won about the uh, the cult, yes. and that was just yes. one of the greatest things I've ever seen. So yeah, if it's trending number one on Netflix, I might watch it on the plane. Hmm. All right, all right, okay. But again, I haven't heard like you threw hacker okay. into this thing. Out of, so like, out of bro, what do you want? Do you want me to like explain what yeah, it is? Because I'll explain what it who's is. Who's dating someone? You know, he just got divorced. He's dating someone. Early 30s. It, he decides, maybe this isn't for me. I'm going to see somebody else. It's not that serious. Um, the number two girl. Have you seen this, JJ? No, but I've oh, gotten okay. a good right. synopsis. I it to him. Wow. All right. So I can't spoil it because I haven't seen it. But the yeah. number two girl basically. Uh, basically, she sees the number one girl. They pass each other at the guy's place. All right. And so going out, and then again. one disappears. This is, this is all I'm looking number for. Number one girl Number one girl disappears, but number one girl 
continues to harass the guy and number two girl for the next year and a half. Okay, this so I you don't see her, email. but she's like stalking, right. like she's stalking like and through texts and whatever. One who has seen it, one who hasn't seen it, is telling me everything. But <laughs> Let not, me tell you this: there's but, a giant but, twist, okay? but not answering my very basic question. Leon, I looked at Hack, or I looked at Matt when he said Hack. I'm like, what has Hack got to do with this? Oh, Hack loves this. He loves this stuff. Okay, so thank you. Now yeah. at least, I mean, I'm looking at John Party. I'm looking at YouTube. I'm like, I asked one question. Hack loves serial killers. I don't know if you know that yeah. or not. I do He's know that. By it. I do know that, but I was just trying to piece it all together when you said it. Leon, did you? Did you? I mean, I was sitting there trying to figure out where they were. The well, last yeah, I, word I, of that of that show is lover, stalker, killer. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. That's all. That's all I need to say about that, anything okay, else. Okay, so now right? I'm now I'm pulling it together because Blue and Hacker, one found it from the other. I guess I don't know, but they do love that. So that's what you're saying. It's the serial killer part of this. Where's I'm the intrigue? Where's the surprise? It's telling you basically what the what the whole show is about. Now, unlike that, Love a Stalker Killer, I'm watching Netflix show called Warrior. All right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talks, it's called Warrior. All right, it's it's an eighteen it's eighteen seventy eight. Migrants from uh, China come over to, to build San Francisco. Yeah. This guy, who's a martial arts guy, comes over. His, his sister came about two years earlier. He's coming over here to bring her back to China. Come to find out, he finds out his sister is a mob boss. Ooh. And she's in the opium business. Mm-hmm. So she keeps, she keeps trouble going on, and she's a killer. She's, she's, I mean, she's slicing and dicing people. Oh, see, I do. And he, and he has no idea that his sister is a mob boss. Oh, okay. And mm. so I, I haven't seen too mm. many shows where there's a female mob boss. That's a different little uh, angle to A nice little twist. It. Yeah. And it's got some nice action in it. The guy that's in there, man, he's a martial arts. <laughs> Netflix series? Netflix series. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in season one right now. I've gone through four episodes. Okay. All right. And you like it. I love so it. So that's the stamp. There it is. Okay. Because you said uh, leading up to the show that you were forced to watch some sports that you I may was. or may not I, have ever yeah, you know, subscribed I mean, to watch. I mean, listen, this is, this is the first week without football, all mm-hmm. right? So I had to find something to do with my Sundays. Woke up and watched Warrior, and then I said, let me turn on some balls. So I, I forced myself to watch some basketball. I, you know, I don't really start watching basketball until the football season's over with. So I'm watching Purdue, Ohio State. That sounds interesting. Yeah, as soon as, hey, as soon as the guy gets canned up at Ohio State, yeah, interim coach comes in and they pick up. It was up. an upset. It was an absolute upset. The Boilermakers. Boilermakers lost by two points. And then I watched, uh, let me see, South Carolina versus Georgia, women basketball. That was actually a decent game. South Carolina mm-hmm. beat them by 14. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I missed that one for some yeah, reason. I don't yeah, know what happened. Know, and then I watched a little bit of the uh, Genesis in the day, uh, what, Invitational. Yeah. Tigerless, but I still watched it. I'm going to tell you something. Hideki, mm-hmm. very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Very impressive what he was able to do. He came from six shots back uh, to win that. And so, yeah, I, I was loving it. And there were plenty of other big names up there as well. Tiger, flu-like symptoms. So, he pulls out on Friday, and then they – basically go do the flu test and he says yep influenza i don't know if it was bad golf along with influenza i have no idea mm-hmm. but there is one positive that you could take out of tiger withdrawing from the genesis invitational on friday is that we really didn't get to see the whole four days of possibilities for tiger like is he turning the corner can he play once a month all that type of stuff which believe it or not we were talking in our thread leading when, when i shot y'all guys the note and said tiger just withdrew and we're like, okay, that takes the players out of the equation. It might actually put them back in the equation. He only mm. played 24 holes. Mm. So he may really want to try and get back in competition. So that's my fingers crossed strategy 
as far as looking ahead and seeing if he might still want to come to TPC Sawgrass and see if he can put four days of golf. So there. you believe it was a cold, not well. It's funny because back, I, his back spasms, which were earlier in the day, and yeah. he's also just a renowned quitter. Yeah, he's he well, quits he's all renowned. the time when it's not going well. Yeah, but all right, let, let, it's so funny. This is when I, I I bow up against JJ here because he does. Uh, okay, name how many times he's quit. Uh, do I I mean I don't know golf enough a to few. know exact say, tournaments, but it's few. at least yeah three. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna which, say few. And other golfers I've seen quit zero yeah. times. Yeah. Uh. Well, let's see. Jordan Spieth double bogeyed 18. Wasn't feeling well. Signed the wrong scorecard. Mysteriously signed an incorrect scorecard. So you uh, think is he, he a quitter? Quit? I didn't say that. No, you I'm just did. asking. I, it, like, in other I words, know that Tiger is. I looked at Tiger uh, when he was on his roll. He made more cuts in a row than anybody else in the history of the game has. And you just said he's a, a quitter. He's a notorious quitter. Yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, that cracks me up. Um, anyway. Well, hasn't he quit multiple times in the middle of tournaments when things haven't been going well for him, yeah. though? Like, yeah, if you say multiple, like on one hand, yeah. Yeah, you're, okay. you're right there. That doesn't make – anyway. Sorry. No, no, I'm just saying it, it makes me laugh, I guess, is whenever I hear it because I think to myself, he's played in just gobs and gobs of events from 97 to 2024, and he's maybe pulled out of five, six tournaments, and he's a notorious quitter. I mean, that just that does well, make me laugh. most golfers don't just withdraw in the middle of tournaments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this guy's trying to come back from – how many surgeries? Okay. Yeah. So, so do you I, think it was health or, you know, the cold or what? I think well, you might be taking this a little bit too personally. Yeah. No, no, wow. No, a little no. bit. I, hey, listen, I, I'm, I, I just laugh. I'm not even a Tiger defender. He's definitely quit some tournaments. There's no Again, doubt about that. Uh, all right. So I'll go from JJ to Matt. Na I don't know how many, but we, Joe, we've obviously all seen him quit tournaments. I, I guess my point is, is that. You know, he's earned to quit tournaments. So yeah, it, fine. I'm not yeah. saying he has Yes, he has. I, yeah, of course he I'm has. Not, yeah, but I, I wasn't, like, taking a personal <laughs> shot at Tiger. That's what he does, man. Like, when, when things aren't going great, he's definitely stopped playing multiple times over the years. And, like, yeah, when he was making 97 cuts in a row, obviously he wasn't quitting. Yeah. Anyway, I look, I I certainly don't want to be defensive about it because I wanted to see him play, and then when I did hear the back yes. spasms, I'm not, I guess I'm not surprised if he does pull out of anything now because That's of the massive number of surgeries that he's had, and he wants to play at a high level. That's like saying a Picasso's an ugly painting. Yeah. I just I do laugh when we're saying I, I bet I, that's all I'm saying. I, I don't think there's anything. Look, it's not that's like all I'm saying. saying that's all I'm saying. It's not like I'm saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying he definitely has quit numerous times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's all. Right, right. Like I, I I laugh because I just think numerous is like uh, numerous could be. Five I'm a tiger or, defender. Hell, I am. I'm a tiger defender. Call, call me yeah. what you want. Yeah, it could be five or five hundred. Uh, right numerous right. is certainly yeah, a vague term. Too. I'll be that too. Yeah. <laughs> But the bad thing was is that he had come out and he had played, I think, uh, one over golf on day one, I think, and then he was already a couple shots over par. And so, yes, it's funny how someone kind of gets the book on them, that they're one of those types of people. And we've seen – I think we've just seen quitters in other forms. And I think I would never put Tiger and quitter in the same sentence more than I'd put a thousand other adjectives to describe them. That, that, that's my only thought. But I don't disagree with that, but you could actually – you could definitely put quitter and there's one of them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I guess. I mean, if you guys, I give you the next three hours, you're going to come up with six times he's pulled out. He's just being an adjective. Yeah, I That's know. all I mean, he is. He's just been an gonna, adjective. Gonna, he's enjoying gonna, this far too much. You're going to be able to come up with a half dozen times, and, and I, I'll give you from now until three o'clock, and, and and let's see, let's see how many more. Because you, can come you know up with. we will. Yeah, you know, oh, no, you know, know, JJ and I will go over like every. I don't every care enough tournament. to like. I I wasn't making a anti-Tiger statement. Honestly, yeah. I yeah. just. That, it, I thought we all had agreed that that's what he does. Right. He's well, done my, that. For, like, my opinion of it is that I have seen him do it where, where I agree with you guys 100% where I'm like, oh, man, his game wasn't good enough. He said, you know, immediately the back hurts or whatever. But it's been so few and far between is the only reason why I push back on well, He's it. also earned the right to, man. He's yeah. the greatest player ever. That's well, what I'm saying. I don't care that he, he does it. Trust either. me, I don't care right. at all that no, he does right. it. I'm just saying – I I sorry I thought that that was just a thing that we all sort of knew about Tiger at mm-hmm. the back half of his career. Yeah, well I'm I'm hoping and I, again this is just me trying to be on the uh, glass half full side is that he didn't get to see all of his game and so he might look at TPC Sawgrass where he has right. won before can put himself back in competition a month. Of before course, Augusta. we would all love that. Yeah. That's what that's and so we'll important. see. That's I just don't know if he had a cold halfway through a tournament. Well, he had, and gave up because he had a cold. Well, no, like like you guys can hear me. I've got a little bit of a cold now. I've had a I had a butt bad weekend. Maybe that's why I'm cranky. But he had, you know, he was throwing up and all that type of stuff. So yeah, and I didn't know whether it was bad sushi down in L.A. or something like that because it, it looked like between him and and Jordan. Spieth, but let's they, say he's T three. You know, were, like is he going to give up because he's sick? No, I, I again. I, I don't know. He he was he was doubled over in pain, and and, and again, he's he uh, Tiger Woods can be dramatic. I think we all know that. Uh, and and so I got a little LeBron in him. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So oh, so there's the <laughs> other quarter. Yeah. There's the other quarter yeah. in, in Mass World. We're coming next for that one. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry. Exactly. Coming. So now we have two quarters on the list. Don't Tiger you worry. And that's LeBron. coming. Okay. Yeah. That uh, whole 50-50 whether I want to be fettered or not. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I knew you were gonna enjoy that headline. Yeah, I know. It. Believe me, that's we're getting into that. Okay, all right. We we easily can, but it just does. It makes me. It look. It just. It just. It amuses me. It does. Now, LeBron and the NBA All Stars. Who watched it? Raise your hand. Who watched it? You guys are on YouTube. Uh, you can go find us there at Ten Ten XL. Who watched the NBA All Star game? Uh, definitely throw a comment on YouTube if you want. This is the Yahoo pop off chat line. Yahoo. 200 points 200 points three in our total and look i saw some great shot making i definitely saw some craziness from it but listen to this the 211 points scored by the east and this is the second most ever we have to remind ourselves by an nba or ncaa team in a game regular season postseason or all-star the most was by troy a division one a division two school uh at the time 258 to 141 over Devery, and it was 1992. I had no idea that that had ever happened. Mm. Some team had scored over 211 points. Uh, I don't. I, I. I don't. I don't. I. I don't care to fix the NBA All Star Game. How about that, Leon? I don't. It, well, it's just, I mean, it is I mean, it is but you, you've got to work hard to, to be that defenseless. You, 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 got, you have to actually <laughs> you got to literally work. stand still. Exactly, you got to literally stand. That's the reason why I don't watch the Pro Bowl because I mean, it, it's no competition. I mean, the, the NBA All Star Game is no different. They let each guy run up and down the court, alley oops, and take shots all you want. No defend, no pick and roll, none. Of that. No, no, everybody get whoever gets in the paint, just he's gonna dunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's getting in the paint. I, I don't. 
I don't I don't enjoy the non-competition in an all-star game. That's just me. All right, so here's the question. Would you – like, I feel like we still need to see some type of all-star setting for the NBA yeah. and for the NFL. I mean, those, if they're going to compete, yeah. Yeah, those are the two that we make the most – I mean, I enjoyed the, the, the weekend before with the three-point shot. The three-point mm-hmm. – I watched that. I watched the three-point shooting contest. I saw the slam dunk contest. Yeah. I mean, those guys are actually competing. When they get to the actual game <laughs> – you know, everybody's laying up, yeah. shooting layups. I mean, I guess that's what people want. They don't want to see you compete. They want to be entertained. Are you entertained? Right, yeah. Are you not? Okay. Entertain- are you, are and, you and not so if – I don't know that there is a quick fix. I don't really – like I said, I don't care enough to try and fix it, but I've almost resigned myself to the Pro Bowl is now going to be a gathering of Pro Bowl-worthy players. Mm-hmm. They're going to show up, and they're going to put together whatever skills challenge they decide that they're going to do. And they're, they they are no longer ever going to play a game. Do you think they'll ever play a, a no, Pro they, Bowl no, game again? I no, don't think no. so. And at the very least, it gives fans a chance to see them up close, see them in a good mood, which is okay because heck, it's harder and harder to get these guys to come to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Now the NBA All Star Game also circus atmosphere. Everybody shows up. Steph versus Sabrina, that was that was cool. Mm-hmm. I liked watching that. McClung with his uh, circus act again. I don't. You guys think he should have been uh, the slam dunk champion? Did you watch uh, all of it? Because heck, Jalen Brown and yeah. they were. I didn't watch all of it, but I saw enough to where, yeah, he kind of. I mean, last year he was more, a little bit more spectacular. He right. took the NBA by he took the NBA by storm by some of the dunks he was doing. Some of the stuff he was doing now was kind of repetitive to what we saw last year, but more than deserving. To if win you go the over the top of Shaq and dunk, yeah, that's pretty special. Yeah, that's that is impressive. That's for sure. So anyway, if you got a fix, you could throw it our way. But more than anything else, it's just it is what it is. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, all right, let's get into some Jaguar football, free agent talk. I looked at these numbers earlier today, and everyone's trying to figure out what's going to happen with the quarterback derby, what's going to happen at the top of the draft. And Trevor Lawrence definitely has been one of the guys that, if you're looking around in the National Football League, you're saying, okay, who's got to get better from last year to this year? And what do we normally do? We gravitate to the quarterback position. So he falls on a list, unfortunately. Answer yes or no. Does he fall on a list of quarterbacks in the National Football League coming out of 2023 that need to play better? Does he fall on that list? Trevor? Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay, okay. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that criticism, right? No. Leon? No, absolutely. He definitely – I mean, I was saying this last week. Don't let you be the problem, especially mm-hmm. in the offseason. Right. I mean, every, listen, only one team held up the Lombardi, so I mean, it's 31 of the teams that got to get better. This team's got to get better, and it starts at the quarterback position. Absolutely, Trevor's got to, he's got to, he's got to stop turning over the ball, for one. That's one thing. And then he's got to know the difference between being hurt and being injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got to make that determination because if you're injured yeah. and you're playing, you're hurting the team. Right. And so you're thinking he did sit down one game, but that yeah. was only because of the concussion. You're concussion, concussion. You think he might have even needed to. He probably maybe needed to sit down at least two or three games, maybe. Well, I tell you what, yeah. I, I love the toughness part of it. I, lo- I love it, too. I, but, I, but, but here's the thing. I love the toughness part of it, too. You guys make, like you say, you got to make that determination if you hurt or injured. If you're injured and mm-hmm. you step out on the field and you're not performing at your best, right? then we can't make excuses for you. Once mm-hmm. you step out on your field, and, and we saw Trevor in a couple of games where, you know, he looked okay. And then it, you question it when you lose games, you question Trevor even more when you lose game. Hey, should he have been out there? Mm-hmm. Did he cost the team? Right. You know, all that kind of stuff. So he, he, he allowed us to put him in question when he's going out there not performing well when we thought he may have been injured. And, Matt, I don't think there is any question that there were multiple things you could point to that led to those losses. 
that led to five of the last six starting in December where this team was on the, yeah, the wrong of side of it, that they s- suffered the L instead of the dub. And so he was part of the problem, but he wasn't always the main problem. No, he wasn't. But look, look, you know, whether it's fair or not, when, you're the, when you are the quarterback, oh, yeah. when you are a franchise quarterback that you're building a team around, you're going to be the number one guy, both the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. And he knows that. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. So it wasn't all on him. They protected poorly for a majority of the season. They had injuries at receiver. That guy's still dropping passes. Calvin really's running the wrong route. Yeah, there were problems. Mm-hmm. But if you're an elite QB, you lift the level of play of others around you. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just not sure that he did that. It doesn't mean he won't in the future. doesn't mean he can't be an elite quarterback in the NFL. All I'm saying is he did not play well. Did not play. I can guarantee you this. He did not play to his own standard this year. I can guarantee uh, yeah, you. Yeah, I agree with you. And so I want to go through, at the very least, where we are as far as players at that position. That, And I'm not going to say that Josh Allen needs to take a major step forward or even Tua for the way he played. But let's at least go through the quarterbacks and see the ones that have, let's just say, a, a C or below. And I don't know exactly where I'd put Trevor's grade at right now. But I think he knows in his football heart that he's got to play better. He's got to be able to deliver more for his football team. So let's get into that coming up. So listen to these numbers with Justin Fields. And this is a guy that's obviously fighting. He was a top 10 pick trying to figure out whether or not the Chicago Bears are going to move forward with him. All right. Completion percentage, 28th. Yards per drop back, 22nd. Total QBR, 23rd. Sacks, 26th. Off target throw percentage, 27th. Now, these are metrics. None of them are good. Those are basically all in the bottom third, the bottom fourth, however you want to describe it. And they're obviously talking about dealing him out of town. See if we can scrape together some of the numbers of where Trevor was at and where he belongs in this conversation. We came into offseason last year thinking not only was he at the top half of the National Football League, but he might be top 10 in quarterback play. Now where are you putting him? Now where are you putting him? I mean, we, we came into last year thinking that this team could compete with the Chiefs in the AFC. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we were. That's well, where we were. I hey. mean, come on now. That's where we were last year. I mean, we'll, we'll be losing to the Chiefs 26-20. No, no. In the divisional oh, round. Yeah, in the divisional round. Yeah, 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 in yeah. the divisional round, we mm-hmm. lost to them by, you know, I think it was 26-20. And then we came away from that game. Trevor was on, at the tunnel giving everybody handshakes and stuff like that. I mean, like, you know, we'll be back, you know, when we're, oh, we'll yeah. be back. Oh, oh, yeah. Look how far. Look how long and far that was. Yeah. And remember now, this team was, it was a one-score game yeah. here. And so they still felt like they were competing with them because mm-hmm. it was a 17-9 game. And so where, where will he be able to take this team next year as far as let's just look at these quarterbacks going forward. Like I said, I'll repeat it, bore you to death saying it over and over. He ain't the only problem, but he does need to have an uptick in performance. He does. That's for sure. Mokama Beer Company, they bring you Mondays right here on XL Primetime. Craft coffee. That's right. They craft their own coffee every single day. You can enjoy. Head on into the tap room. They've got everything set up for you to just hang out and enjoy a good cup of coffee and just sit there. You can have a little meeting. You can just go and work by yourself, whatever it might be. And then craft served Tuesday through Sunday in the beautiful tap room on South 8th Street in Fernandina. And then don't forget their wildlife location. So they got two of them up in Nassau County, or you can find them on the shelves at Total or ABC. Some good craft from Mokama Beer Company. 
Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. Love Mokama. You can definitely check them out every single day. Look for their brand new Wildlight location. They open that bad boy up in Wildlight. If you're up in Nassau County, you know exactly where I'm talking about. That is a huge development, and you can definitely look for their satellite tap room there in Wildlight. XL Primetime, minus Mia today, Joe C., Maddie Hayes, Big Surge, and JJ talking about the weekend and whether there are fixes with the NBA All-Star game. Don't quite know. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm more just uh, I'll sit back, I'll watch a little bit of it, but I'm not going to pay too much attention or sweat over it. That's for sure. Uh, coming out of this ball this weekend, meaning no football, you can definitely hit the text line at 641-1010 and give us uh, whatever that Netflix series or new thing that you watch. I'm sure I'm sure like Amazon Prime and all them, we always use Netflix as kind of like our Kleenex, Kleenex name for streaming. You notice that? Mm-hmm. We don't mention all the other places you can go get your stuff. But anyway, if you have one on any of the streaming services, uh, let us know which one. Uh, you might have been watching. We're going to get to Trevor's numbers and where he falls just in terms of can he be the sole source for this football team turning it back in the right direction or do multiple other things happen? need to happen? I think that's the begging question, Leon, is that while I know he needs to take a step forward, and I have no doubt backing that up, he ain't the only problem. No, he's not. But, I mean, listen, we, we saw collegiately, and, and, and listen, NFL's not called collegiately. When you got good around you, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it tends to help. You come to the you come to the Jaguars, and, and there wasn't a lot of good around him. And, listen, he gets a mulligan for the first year, all right? That mm-hmm. was, you know, Urban Meyer's um, tenure or whatever. But these last couple of years, you're proven, especially his second year, you put some good – you give him some weapons. You give him the Christian Kirks of the world. Mm-hmm. You give him an offensive line that is pretty solid. I mean, not, not this year. I'm talking about the years before when they made the run. Right. But you get a good, you get some good around him. You know, I'm, I'm sure that it's going to elevate his play. We thought that that was going to happen this year. Started out fast. Started 8-3. and three. Even when we was 8-3, and three, we still had issues. We couldn't run the ball third down, mm-hmm. protection breakdowns, but – those teams, there were inferior teams that we played early on in the season, and we took advantage of them. Defensively, we played well, and we won the games. But then when we had to go down the stretch, those lack of protection, inability to third down, can't run the football, can't get separation, drops, all that kind of stuff was in the play to the point where it was so insurmountable that he couldn't overcome them. And he had some issues too, turnovers, yeah. interceptions, all that kind of stuff that kind of mixed all that in, and that's the reason why we're sitting here and we're questioning this team more than we did the year before because yeah. there was a lot of good coming out of the playoffs, and this year we didn't go. You know, it's so funny. The questions we had last year were about this time were what's possible. Exactly. What's they next? were marginal. How far we can they go? We just need a couple of guys here, a couple you know, of guys all, there. All that stuff. Yeah. And, and, and how good will Calvin be and, and, and all of it. And, mm-hmm. and now it's the same number of questions, but they're all negative questions instead yeah. of possibility. Type of questions, which is that's where what we at. do, though. That's what that's what we supposed to do. Yeah, and look, you can only react to what you saw, right? Exactly. And and the, the, they had the exact same record as the year before, so you're just reacting to what you saw, yeah. even though both teams were nine and eight. So I mentioned the numbers for Justin Fields. I want to get into some of the some of the others when you and and look, you could take any number of metrics. This can take you in a positive direction. It can take you in a ne- negative direction. There's no getting away from the number of injuries that this man had. No getting away from it. And so now you got to figure out, if healthy, does he jet back up and start showing you that, that promise and intrigue as far as being one of the great playmakers out there? Uh, well, the only way he does that 
as if there are offensive line that are going to be there to protect him. Now, you mentioned, uh, Matty, just a couple of the guys that could be cap casualties, let go, uh, and, and this football team does not have a whole lot of salary cap room. We know that. Right now they're only – they're barely double digits in millions above right. the cap. I think they're 11 million in wiggle room right now. They can make some decisions if they let some guys go and clear up cap room. But anyway, some guys that they might be able to look at. Well, I mean, I mean Trent Brown's contract with the Patriots ends officially today, mm-hmm. and he's made it very clear that he's, he's not going back. I mean, that's a legit left tackle – that is an anchor. You know right. what I mean? And, you know, I, I don't – look, you, you're going to have to move money around. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that, all right? Mm-hmm. But if the at the end of the day, the idea is to do everything you possibly can to make life easier for your quarterback, then that's that's a, that's a nice piece to start with, I'll tell mm-hmm. you that. Yeah. And you got to you, – you clearly have to say, okay, what's, what's more important? Is it this piece or is it that piece? Is it this piece or is it these two pieces? I get all of that, okay? I get all of that. But at the end of the day, you've got to be able to score in this league. You've got to be able to protect your quarterback. And and I think that's where they're at right now with this offensive line because they not only struggled in the middle three, let's be let's be honest. I mean, we were all happy about Anton Harrison. He struggled at times too. So mm-hmm. I think every part of that line, if I'm not mistaken, Leon, there were questions throughout the throughout the season about where they're headed and how they're and how they're playing. Yeah, yeah. Well mostly interiorly. Um Interior, of course, yeah. they, they, they played back. Couldn't run the ball, couldn't protect, couldn't stop twists, games, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I like Trent Brown. I mean, he, he's like a – he's like a – he's Cam – he's he's more like – Big dude, man. Uh, he's 6'7", 370. He's a big joker. Hey, absolutely. But aren't him and Cam the same guy? No Essentially? Way. You think he is? I, I don't know. Right, I don't know. Because you, you, I don't know. He, I mean, he's a pro bowler. He's a Super Bowl champion. I mean, he's, he's got, got – he's, got, he's elite, got a little An moxie. elite player in the league. And I was on a down a little bit, but elite. When you say elite, you I, I'm thinking Trent. I'm thinking yeah, Trent Williams. Trent Williams. Got the first that, that's elite. First I mean, among, right. among the elite okay, of the league, right, is he so, not? Uh, he, he's, he's good. He's I, I, listen. He's a viable. You, you, component. you get all pro on your name. You're among oh, the absolutely, elite. absolutely. Yeah, you're right. So okay, I mean, well, I, I don't. I don't see Cam Robinson going anywhere near well, all that pro. Could be, okay, I got to keep jumping in here. Andrew Norwell was all pro. Okay, let's not forget. Okay, there are some guys that are all pro that it just don't add up. All right. Pro Bowl set up now. Everybody goes. Yeah, yeah Trent yeah. Brown is not no, no, an all, all pro. pro. Not he's pro a pro bowler. He's, bowl. bowl. he's a pro bowler. Yeah. No, he's pro. not an all pro. He was never all pro. No, no he was a pro bowler. Oh, okay, I thought yeah, he was all pro. And by the way, the other thing that you use to judge whether a tackle is good or not is if the quarterback plays well and the quarterback didn't play well. And so we can't even really look at what Trent Brown did because of how bad the quarterback play was. And so Mac Jones and well, Zappy and whoever else was back there just didn't work. Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to have to watch some more film on him. I I know he had a, he had a stench with he, well, his last team was the Raiders, right? I, I or the no the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The Patriots was his last team. Yeah. But he I remember his name from the from the Raiders though. He got a big deal to come there or something like that. Huge contract from from uh, where he was to go there. All right, Trent Brown. All right. Well, I'm, I'm just not saying, want- dude. I'm just saying. At this yeah. point, at this point, they have to look at every available option yeah. on okay, the yeah. table. But this is where I got to jump in because it's good to look at a guy that is an available option. And we'll be doing this, by the way, with the tackle position and the interior alignment. And unfortunately, with only so much money to 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 be able to float out there in free agency, he probably has just on name alone, on name alone an expensive price tag, wait a minute, and he may not, not be worth it. Wait a minute, that sounds like you're giving up on Walker. Uh, I'm for whatever. Puts them in position to protect okay. sixteen. I don't yeah. care who. I don't care what it is. Okay, all right. I mean, he's your because guy. at the end of the day, you got to protect that guy, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
He's yeah. he's got to be in position where he's got that extra half second. He's got that ability to take right, a well, slip or if, slide in the pocket to do something different off schedule, or you're in trouble. You're just you're in trouble. You're gonna end up you're gonna end up losing games like you lost the last month and a half of last season. What are the Trent Brown contract numbers uh, as far as when he gets released? Uh, because if you take a look at the amount of money that they're looking at, the cap hit that they have to absorb if they keep Cam Robinson, and heck. You guys start talking about Cam Robinson and, and Trent Brown and comparing him like like Cam hasn't been pretty sturdy overall. He's been better than average for his entire career here. And so you do you can't discount him, especially when you're looking at a suspect offensive line. He's on the upper half of this offensive line performance chart. He ain't on the bottom half of it. He's not. And that's missing. Okay, so he's the best of bad. Well, the year before, he was the best of a pretty good offensive line. Then he got hurt, and then he got suspended. He missed half of the season because of one of those. And so, are you are you thinking Trent Brown's going to immediately come in and be better? Than, I, I than look. Cameron's? I don't know. My point is this: because you'd I be trading money, is what I'm saying. Every I know it is, but I think everything has to be on the table right mm-hmm. now yeah. because, and I, and I keep saying this, and I don't think people realize it. the window is closing, man. Mm-hmm. It is closing. They've got a lot of guys they got to sign. Or let go. Right. So the window is closing. You better do something quickly if you want to win with this group. Trent quickly. Brown, Trent Brown's contract was two years, $13 million. Okay. So about six and a half a year. For a left tackle, yeah. that's on the cheap. That's on the cheap. I mean, I mean it was, that's on the cheap for a left tackle, if this is correct. I'm looking at his signing bonus was 2.5. His average salary was 6.5. Okay. Because you're looking at a, a cost savings. I'll pull up the, the CAM numbers, but basically in the neighborhood – of sixteen and a half million in savings, you got less than four million in dead cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were to let him go, but at the same time, you better have a solution and an answer, and you can't necessarily just wipe him off the books and go sign somebody else and feel like you've done something. You might be able to get a Trent Brown for cheaper, but Walker Little represents the most inexpensive thing because he's playing on his rookie contract, and Anton Harrison represents the most inexpensive no thing no because. Question. But they still don't know for sure if they have both of their tackles with those two guys. They five million dead cap for Cam next year. Yeah, okay, I was thinking mm-hmm. 3.8, but it's five. Okay, so that's what you're looking at then. And if you take a look, like let's use another example as far as the books and this offensive line is concerned. You want to talk about that kind of sound like a cheap contract for Trent Brown? Take a look at the expensive contract of Brandon Sheriff and take a look if you let him go, the dead money on that bad boy. Look that up, JJ, because that is a big fat number. Okay, they signed him for three years, 50 million bucks, and he's barely going into his third year. It was a forty nine million dollar contract. So it'll be about 15 next year of dead. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, come on. That is one of the ones that you need to figure out. I don't think I mean, you you you're may have to let him go, but that's a lot of dead cap. You probably have to restructure yeah. that yeah, if you're going to keep him around. I mean, because if, if you cut him, you got to go find you another left tackle. And you know, he or does, sheriff, you're talking. Oh, sheriff, about, yeah, like yeah, guard, sure, yeah. sheriff. He, 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 he's not going to take a pay cut, all right. You're going to restructure that deal to to reduce his cap number, his salary number, so you can have some wiggle room. But but that's that's a lot of money for a left for a right guard. Well, you're also Who's you're also asking great. right. <laughs> exactly. You're asking Shad to pay cash for a guy who has not played well. Yeah, and and to, and you're also ask you're also then keeping a roster spot for him. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Basically. that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. That or you just cut your losses. Yeah, well, 
here's the problem. Like you can cut your losses and then that dead cap money will start to eat you alive. And this is right. not a de- this is not a disastrous dead cap situation, but it's not a good one when you have those big numbers. And by the way, this does fall at the feet of Balky, okay? Because this was his deal. This is a $49 million contract that was put together for a guy that did come in with those all pro and pro bowl uh, <clears throat> descriptions next to his name. And he just has not been healthy. He's been good at times, but it just has not been healthy. And it goes back to the well, interior part of the line. That he's I, I think the, the other discouraging thing for me is that when you put somebody there at right guard and you, you got your center and he's got the right tackle, you know, you got a rookie here and you got to, mm-hmm. you know, say, I, he didn't tend to elevate their play in some capacity. Right. That, that, that's what troubles me a little bit is that, that you, you didn't see any elevation by Fortner. He actually took steps back. Mm-hmm. And, and, you, and Anton Harris, I mean, he, he was who he was. He was a rookie. You know, so you you when you bring in a guy like a sheriff who's a what was a what four time All Pro Pro Bowler whatever he was, you think that the, his surroundings, that his play would elevate the play, or he would put pressure on the guys next to him to make sure that they played at a certain level, and we just didn't see that enough this season. Right. That's the that, that's why I'm discouraged about. Yeah, and I know that you have to take chances on guys, mm-hmm. and if you go out and you sign a guy that has those recognitions next to his name, Pro Bowl and All-Pro, that you expect to get it. In other words, it was money well spent at the time. Yeah, I'm not going to bash Balky and say, you know, what were you thinking? Because he did have pedigree, resume, performance level was up, and he was going out and trying to get a guy that interiorly was going to take care of the rookie or inexperienced center that was going to be left of him and a, and a rookie or inexperienced tackle that was going to be on the right side of him. So I get it. But it just hasn't worked out, and so now you got to figure out what the next step is going to be as far as how you're how, how are you going to fix this? Because the only way Trevor's going to get fixed, you guys know this, is if that group up front is fixed, right? Yeah. There's no it's part other of way. it. It's part of it. Mm-hmm. It's part of it. I yeah. mean, I I don't want to take all the uh, the onus off him. No, he needs no, to get no. better, man. Yeah, I I don't think any. Uh, I I think our show's been pretty consistent that he has to be better. But the only way he improves, at least the way I see it, is to give sure. him a better chance it's to improve. It's the safest, securest way of him getting better is yeah. protecting him better. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and look, when we throw those numbers out, as far as Justin Fields is concerned, when you talk about total QBR, he's 33rd. Sacks, he was 26th. And off-target throws, 27th. It's because he had no time. He didn't have any time to do anything. And so it's pretty damning what he ended up what the end result of Justin Fields and it may be his career as a Chicago Bear, what what the end result of it is, but it had as much to do with the offensive line as him, did it not? Mm-hmm. Sure it did. Yeah. I yeah. mean there's a reason they didn't win a game once they got to eight and three mm-hmm. with Trevor's starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Didn't win a game. Yeah. Yeah. So he, it, it's They won one against Right, but he wasn't the starter. Yeah. Oh, that's true. CJ, you're you are correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I, I I'm trying to hang my hat on one win uh, post uh, post December one. They got to eight and three with a <laughs> chance to it. with a chance to win the to take the one seed early, and didn't win a game again with him as quarterback. Yeah, it's a good point, and 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 so you you can't help but be worried about it. But the main part of it is is that they everybody in that building has got to get better. You know who else? You know who else does? And yeah. I, I'm not taking anything away. I, I don't want to like protect the staff either, right? Because that that yeah. system, everybody schematically, yeah. the way they structured things was terrible last year. Yeah. Everybody, so everybody has to get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what that's what made me so annoyed about the entire thing is what Bulky should have done. 
when he when he showed up at his press conference, he should have said, "We all sucked, mm-hmm. yeah. all of us, yeah. management, players, coaches. We all have to get better." Instead, it was excuses. Well, instead, he's like, I, "I'm going to have to start calling some of my own plays," and and that's exactly what he's he thinking. Wants that, he wants that whistle. No, he? he does. He wants, he wants that the whistle, whistle in, the neck, in the worst way. Now they need to get better there in that building, and I'm just going to say we need to get better in this building. Okay, I I, I had a hell of a weekend <laughs> as far as. My asthma came charging back. You can hear that I got the cold. I look over at Matt. Matt's just barely getting back. What did you say? You were the walking. You are the walking dead, right? Yes. What were you diagnosed with? Walking pneumonia. Yeah, walking pneumonia. What? Yes. What? That's yes. a real thing? Yes. It is. Oh, by the way, it's a real thing. It cost Mike Leach's life. That's so serious. That's like, Why you gotta what's throw different that juju than real? Me, what's real? What's different than real pneumonia? I'm just and uh, walking pneumonia. Like pneumonia. Is he throwing that juju on me? Yeah, I was it. not. I was not huh? throwing it on you. I was saying that's how serious it is. Mm. Like I'm marveling <laughs> that that you're here and trying to rally the way you are. Mm. Okay. You already dug your hole, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I'm telling you that when I hear it and right, I think, at least it's my boy. You're killing me with that. I know that. My All right. God. Gosh. All right. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. I am. That's why I'm rooting for you. Well, you sound good, Matt. Yeah. yeah you sound well, like you've recovered. It, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And so did you. How was the weekend as far as it was? I'm, I put it this way. When I left Friday, I looked at JJ and I said, I'm going to go and sleep for about 16 hours. Mm-hmm. And I did. Yeah. And then got up Sunday and worked. And when I was done working Sunday, slept again. Mm-hmm. Got up today. Felt better. Yeah. Here we go. I, Away look, we go. I, I, I'm still I'm still dragging. Uh, and mine is just, I don't know what it is, but it's the asthma and it's just whatever. Because you guys can hit us on the text line, 641 There just seems to be viruses flying around everywhere. So, so y'all keep I'm it over there. there. Y'all got the mass exactly. shooting in here yeah. in the studio. Yeah. They're coming from all angles, Leon. I see. JJ, kind of we're not safe, bro. I was sitting in the, the sun today. Anywhere, I was bro. making sure that I stay as healthy as possible you before you, I leave on my Before he leaves. And we're not even trying to get him sick. We're, we're not over there. Uh, thankfully, he's in the other room. Honestly, the other day when Matt came back and you were kind of coughing, I was Ooh. like, when I went home, I was like, I think I'm feeling something. Oh, yeah. And like, I Psychosomatic. Sure, yeah, it was all fake, though. <laughs> yeah, you can get it into your head. I That's did. That's for sure. And, and like TLD, she's like, you want to take the COVID test? I'm like, no, I, I'm, I just, I know what I've got. Right. And, and even though I'm not allergic to pollen, I was out there Valentine's grilling and there was mm. pollen everywhere. And so I must have, who knows? But anyway, I said, fine, fine. I'll take COVID tests just to make sure. It doesn't have to be COVID for it to be contagious. Like, yeah. you know, I, I have no idea. I picked it up from the, a poker game in Orlando where eight right. of the 14 guys within two days had it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which, what's the update on the 1010 poker game? Does everybody have? Are you serious? It's, that's on, bro. It is on. I'm yeah. in. Everybody at that table had walking. Eight the- of the, no, no, no. Eight of the 14 had the sickness. Mine developed into it because my sinus infection that I had oh, in okay. December never really, never really healed. So are we talking so RSV, so AID, what are we talking hand? here? Are you licking them or something? What the kissing, hell is going on? Kissing party. <laughs> Yeah, no, like bro. eight dudes. I'm, saying, I'm, saying, I'm just saying. Seven I mean, minutes in heaven. I mean, what I are mean, you doing the with bottle? the cards? Well, man. I can tell you what I was doing with the cards. I won 200 bucks that Hell weekend. Yeah. So. Okay, all right. I don't know what anybody else is doing with the cards. I think you might have brought the virus in there. No, just so I did. We, we all know who did it. I'm not going to call him out. We know who did it. Yeah? Yeah. One of their friends. He doesn't stay clean. He's got a bad immune well, system. He never washes his hands. So I got the perfect storm working against me because I don't know what this is, right? Um but it feels like it's 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 getting better because I had the inhaler over the weekend and all that kind of stuff, and I'm also prescribed now to take 
cholesterol medicine. Well, guess what? Cholesterol medicine causes some side effects that make you think that you're going through some stuff like constipation or the other, upset stomach, muscle aches, all the things that go through your head like you do have COVID. And by the way, boy, I got some heat-seeking missiles, okay, from this this new oh, yeah. Yeah, this oh, new, yeah. Oh yeah, this new oh, medicine that yeah. I'm on. So just be forewarned. But uh I, I don't know whether it's gonna agree with me or not, but the combo of not being able to breathe, having some kind of cold or whatever, and then having to get on this new cholesterol medicine, and we're talking low dosage too. It's uh mm. it's no bueno. I right wanna now. die young. Yeah. Uh, believe me, take me, take me fast. <laughs> Uh, I gave you the old Irish saying. Uh, I know I've given it to you before. I think I can find it here. It's one of the best because when it comes time to go, just just don't let me stick around and suffer. Just just let me go. Just take me extremely fast. <laughs> Taking cholesterol. Here's another, here's another thing, too. I have to, do. Here's another I thing, know, too. What's the, what's the deal with like, doctors now? Well, you don't really need an antibiotic. Yeah, I do. Just mm-hmm. give it to me. Well, guess what? As this is turning into a health show. Uh, your body becomes. I where, know. I yeah. get all of that, yeah. but I'm miserable. I can barely keep my head off, you know, the counter. Yeah. Just give me the medicine, okay? Oh, yeah. Give me the drugs. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine yeah. being his doctor? How are you bullying your doctor, bro? No, I'm no. Here, because here's the best thing. I, you know, I, I went to one of those teledocs, okay? Imagine and she was like, "Well, your you bedside." She, she was like, "She was like, well, you don't have COVID." So you're not eligible for the whatever it's called, Paxlovid. And I said, why don't you just try it? If, who cares if I'm not eligible for it? Mm-hmm. If they're the same symptoms, why not just try it? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not how it works. And then she said, and we don't want to treat it with antibiotics because you, you know, your body gets used to antibiotics. And so, so you know what she said? Just drink a lot of water and take Mucinex. Mm-hmm. So after two days of being miserable, this was last week, mm-hmm. I called my doctor. And she's like, why would you call those people? Right. Why didn't you go to your doctor? And the first thing she does, yeah. she gives me antibiotics, she gives drugs. me steroids, and immediately I feel better. Mm-hmm. Don't let those cracks tell you that antibiotics, you know, He seems so angry. I, I am know. angry about it. I'm angry about it. But, I am. But why didn't you go to your original doctor? Because I'm an idiot. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just trying to. I mean, I freely admit that. I'm an okay. idiot. All right. I didn't know if there was a reason. Well, it was also late. It was like, it was like midnight. Oh, okay. And it okay. felt so bad. I was like, all right, I'm just going to call this telephone. Right. Telecrack. Literally. How did they know you didn't have COVID? Because I told them I didn't. I actually tested. Oh, you did the test? Yeah. Okay. All right. It's such a confusing world that I'm in mm-hmm. right now. And How I, much I got... money do you make to just be like, drink water? Yeah, exactly. Uh, right? That's what she said. Drink water and get mucinex. Well, I could have asked anyone on the street that, and they would have said mm-hmm. that, okay? Yeah. Hydrate, baby. Yeah. Uh, I like to make sure that I, uh, on a daily basis, are hydrated, medicated, and... Not constipated. Yeah, not constipated. Exactly. I, 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 that's a whole nother story. Whole I mean, it's easy story. to just like fire off, yeah, just drink more water to somebody when you're not the one dying. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're in there, they can barely hold their head up, right? Yeah. And they got to work. You're you know, you gotta, everybody's got to work, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're an angry, sick person. Uh, I, I am an angry, sick person. There's no doubt about it. Who isn't an angry, sick person? I know. Believe me, I'm fighting through this one right now, just trying to make sure that I can get back uh, to 100%. All right, into the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, let's stay on the Jaguars theme, but then let's also get into the FSU story. Uh, because, look, if they get out of their ACC contract, which 
finally the ACC relented, but there's still a huge, enormous loss financially that we can get into in the 1 o'clock hour. Mokama Beer Company Monday, thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget mokama.com. You can log on and see all the great either pilsners, lagers, IPAs, fruited sours, just all of them, and look for those on the shelves at Total or ABC, or you can head on up to the Tap Room on South 8th Street or in Wildlight, Mokama Beer Company. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wild news in Daytona, so they didn't have the 500 yesterday. They're scheduled to have it later today, but two jet dryers, I am not making this up, Two jet dryers have collided on the banking, spilling fuel, and bringing emergency crews on turn one at God, Daytona. Where's Juan Pablo Montoya? <laughs> he is no longer on, uh, you know, part of NASCAR. But. He's the only one <laughs> reading or hearing that just happened and and going, I'm off the hook. Clapping. I'm off the hook. Like Dan Orlovsky running out of the back of the end zone. Finally, somebody else did it. And so he's not the video they show every time. <laughs> So they will show this video instead of Montoya. Uh, yeah, so far we only have still photos, but there's definitely a fuel leak. Gosh, man, how does that? Ha- I now, don't look, know, you, man. It, how long's the delay been now? Well, from well, they don't. Sunday, they're not starting until not starting four. Until four. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I thought it was yeah. already right. They so they're race. drying it no. before the race. No, yeah, uh, but what? Because they have taken on more rain earlier today. Uh, heck, it was raining all through the night. It's raining for two straight days. Yeah, two straight days. Yeah, cold, cold and rain will will drag this old this old boy down. I I, I, I feel like I'm in the great northwest or something, and and I like to see sunshine. That's just just how I'm wired. And and plus, if you've got the funk, which you had this yes, past weekend, yes, it's even it worse. sucks. Right. Yeah. And so, I know those those people down there, and they've been down there, ready to party and have a good time. They haven't been able to get out and set up the karaoke machine and all that kind of stuff the way that they love doing in the infield so they they scrapped basically a lot of the events over the weekend and so now you're going to have not only the nascar race the cup cars at four o'clock fingers crossed then you're going to have the xfinity series afterwards so that'll be the nightcap uh to the cup series and we'll see whether that happens or not but it just stinks because plenty of people had to pack it up and head back to wherever they were coming from if you guys are on the road uh, you can hit the text line at 641-1010, either going back down to Daytona or saying, I give up, uh, leaving Daytona. Let us know. We'd love to hear it uh, on the text line, 904-641-1010. Has this happened to you? This just totally popped in my head, and we'll get back to some of the other stuff. Have you called a regular 904 number that you, you're just used to dialing seven digits? Have you just like – Recently, like, I'll and it you, won't go through. Yeah, I'll give you I one because that. I know – Speaking of my meds and whatnot, I knew I needed to get my prescription, so I just dial the number. Millennium, I dial it. Right. We're sorry. The number you tried to reach needs to include the area code. That's a new thing. New thing. I've been the last couple of weeks. At work here, whenever I have to uh, dial a guest. I've always dialed the area code. Yeah, but if you know you're in the area code, like I will, I will, I could give out Spanky's number right now because I know his Spanky. number right now, and I know that I can call it right away. And we all have gotten spoiled where we don't remember numbers anymore, but some of them just pop in your head. So anyway, I can hit it. You now, I I, I went to call Hyla. She lives in Nashville, but it's a 904 number, so I just call the the normal number. We're sorry, your call cannot be completed without using the area. So now we have this new area code that has intruded into the 904. It's 
What's what is it? It's what's the new one? Is it? Oh, I gotta look. It oh, up. three eight six or three. No, it's not three. Eight, no, six. that's that's Palm that's, Coast, yeah. Wagner County. It's three two or three four. Three two four. Three two four. Ew. Is that what it is? Yeah. Ah. Three two four. It's so <laughs> that's like nine divided by three. <laughs> yeah. and All right. Hey, if you and have two a three, minus, can't even, yeah, you two can't is even, zero. And I had a friend who once tried to do that in New York. You know. If you exactly, she hated, she hated the six four six number, and, and you can't associate if you're two one two with the six four six. Yeah, she tried to get a date, and the, the yeah. guy was just like, "Nah, wouldn't not give happening. her the number." Right? It ain't happening. Yeah. All right, so I would love to text if you have the new area code number to nine zero four six four one ten ten. Text us and let let us know if you have one of those numbers. Are we adopting this? Is it real? Three two four. It's in North Florida. We don't have the government makes the call, bro. Just like yeah. everything it's else. Three two four now. No, we're not the three two four. <laughs> yeah, they no. debuted it at the beginning of twenty twenty four. So anyway, hit no. us with a text if we're you do have it. We're also Duvall. Duvall in the three two four. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll find out whether or not Daytona can go off later today because NASCAR needs as much help as it can get. And I'm going to text Ryan McGee and see if he'll pop on with us before the day is done because he's been down there waiting for the race to launch. Ryan McGee, he of Marty and McGee on SEC Network, and you see him all over the place on ESPN. But they announced over the loudspeaker yesterday while he was doing his live hit that they have moved the Daytona 500 to this afternoon, and who knows if they'll be able to get it off or not. Too much rainy weather, that's for sure. All right, let's get to the FSU story. Again, just bring us – like. Basically, both sides, I'm suing you, you're suing me. FSU sued the ACC. The ACC filed a countersuit talking about whether or not it's going to be heard in Florida or North Carolina. That was so crucial. Well, basically, the ACC said, all right, we're pulling out, but you still are at risk. No, no, they haven't pulled yeah. out. Well, they haven't pulled out anything. They've uh, suggested. Uh, it's well, here, here's what, and it's, now, it's always been this way. It's never not been this way. Okay. The SEC has said, you, if you want out, you pay. Just pay what you owe us over yeah. the, you know, until 2036 and pay the exit fee, which is going to end up being around $600 million. Yeah, they, they, named in the neighborhood of, they named in the neighborhood of 400 and some million. So I was curious. Well, that's what they, that's their desire. Right. Okay. Their desire is to mitigate what they owe. Mm -hmm. That That's, that's the whole thing. And, you know, does, does the ACC take a lower number to let them out? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, look. The, the one thing Florida State has going for it is there's something within those negotiations between the ACC and ESPN that the ACC does not want out, mm -hmm. or they wouldn't specifically have put in their file put in their filing that Florida State is not allowed to discuss, um, you know how how the sausage is made basically. That's not what it said in the filing, but that's what was, right. what would basically was termed, um, and and I think that's part of the issue. But at the end of the day, it it. it going to fall down to where does this where is this thing hurt is it hurt in florida is it hurt in north carolina mm -hmm. okay and if it's hurt in florida florida state has a better chance of getting out of it if it's hurt in north carolina the acc has a better chance of keeping florida state to a number at once because the idea of florida state staying in the acc i think is long past that's long past they're just trying to find a way out now right so they it's not so it's not like the acc wants florida state to stay they want to get as much as they possibly can from Florida State, money-wise, before they leave. And, and, and but also the other half of this, they still can stay and compete if they if they don't have another place to go. In other words, you're going to have to live with me. I ain't going anywhere. Right, right. I mean, I mean, the ACC is not going to kick them out because if you kick them out, then you get nothing. Mm -hmm. You get no money. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, they'll still be there. But the idea of the ACC wanting Florida State there, they don't want Florida State there because why would they want Florida State there? Right. Well, it's – it's They'd they, rather have the five $600 million. Yeah. Well – Because eventually it's going to happen. Right. Eventually, but, eventually so, they're going to fall apart, be it in 2036 or be it now. They're going to fall apart, that league. And so the so Florida State could just sit back and they can cause all these problems and basically Correct. get them to crumble Correct. and still not leave and still collect their still cash. Still collect their cash. Correct. So the ACC wants them gone. It's just a matter of how much money it's going to cost Florida State. Okay. And so, if and if if the ACC wins the idea of having the case heard in North Carolina, they've got a better chance at recouping more of that money than they would if the case were heard in Florida. That's where it's at right now. Right. So at the very least, at least the reporting from Friday afternoon, this was after, I believe, after we were off the air, page 20 of the 40-page filing uh, asked for a dismissal or a stay of Florida State's lawsuit against the conference uh, in Leon County, which is up in Tallahassee. Uh, the ACC's, uh, ACC attorneys uh, pushing to see if they could obviously have it litigated in two different states. So the next move, according to this story, after, the, uh, after that is that they're going to basically look to see whether or not they can have the power to bring it back to North Carolina. And so they're talking about how much for Florida State have to pay to get out of the ACC. And at the same time, the ACC is saying, hey, we can level that total number of fines against you. Yeah. Which is pretty costly. Which is very so, costly. But, I mean, if you're Florida State, you, you also have to look at what's, what's cost prohibitive for you. You know, is it worth it to get a capital investor and get that money and get out of there? Mm-hmm. If you have a deal landed, a deal already in place with the Big Ten, I mean, it, again, we don't know that. None of us know that, okay? No. We can all say, well, they, they have to have a deal with the Big Ten or they wouldn't be doing this. We can all say that, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. We just yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, so so I, I, I don't know. That's when it becomes you have to look at, okay, what's more important for us? Is it more important for us to be in this place where we, none of us want us to be and for it to just be more acrimonious year after year, or is it better for us to – Suck it up, find a capital investor, and get out of there. So on three puts the piece together, and this is kind of an interesting discussion, and we can carry this over, but it says the Florida State ACC negotiation will set the terms for more college football realignment. So what does that mean? Where could it potentially go? Let's at least play that game coming up here in just a second because they may, we don't know, have a dancing partner that they haven't disclosed yet. They may. We just don't know. And so let's at least get into it because the, at least the prediction is out there. Hey, if this does go in Florida State's way, this is the beginning of the end for the ACC. Right. And, and so, it, it, I mean, it certainly is. Here's another thing, too, is Clemson's just sitting back and waiting. Miami's just sitting it. back and waiting. Yeah. North Carolina's just sitting back and waiting because if it happens and if Florida State leaves, no matter how, let's say Florida State comes up with some capital money and, and they leave, right? Mm-hmm. Clemson, Miami, North Carolina can just say, hey, the league is no longer what it was. Right. We're out. We're not paying you anything. Yeah. So they're they're trying to let Florida State do all the heavy lifting. You better believe and it. And then follow them right out the door. Yeah. And and, and, it, and it's not a bad play. It's it's kind no, of it's what a, I, It's a brilliant play. Well, yeah. It's it kind of what I've been predicting all along is that someone will find some legal way to get out of this. And when one does, the others will pounce because they're just waiting. If Florida State is the – if Florida State is the – of those four schools, Florida State is the one that can't wait anymore. Yeah. For whatever reason, they've decided it has to happen now. Well, they took the big swing, and now they have to do the dirty work. And they may yeah. end up getting scars for it, but they're doing the dirty work. And the other ones are just sitting there going – Keep going, man. Yeah, We're behind course. you 100%. You? I would, too. Yeah. You can do this. 
Uh, all right, so we'll stay on that and get into some other college football news. It's XL Primetime, 1 o'clock hour. Joe C., Matty Hayes, Big Surs, and JJ, Mia off today. Hope everyone else, if they are off, enjoying President's Day. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. After a win this weekend, the Gator basketball program has broken into the AP Top 25 for the first time under head coach Todd Golden. They are now number 24 overall. That's right. Spring ball, baby. On the come. And they defeated Mike White. Again. They hated Mike White. Apparently. Again. You know that felt good. Yeah. And and by the way, Georgia did not make that bad boy easy at all uh, for Florida because they had guys that not just season best, like career afternoons uh, up there. And so, yeah, give them credit. They're playing. They're fun uh, to watch, man. Yeah. And they I, are fun I, to watch. I, I maintained as soon as I picked up on them, and I'll admit I didn't pay as much attention as far as the transfer portal uh, went uh, coming into the season. But once I got eyes on them and got to see them against decent competition, I'm like, this team has transformed. It's changed from one that couldn't create a shot, didn't have any size inside, couldn't run, could, just a lot of negatives turned into a team that was fun to watch fast up and down the floor, creating shots, transition D, you name it. And and I don't know how far it'll take them, uh, but they're a much better team to watch. Now, think about the way college basketball unfolded over the weekend. Kentucky goes in and beats Auburn after what they've been going through. Calipari constantly being second-guessed uh, by Big Bourbon Nation, and they go in and beat Auburn, after Auburn shellacked South Carolina, think of all the topsy-turvy things that have gone gone on with Auburn, then go back to Auburn when they were in Gainesville, they got shellacked. And so there's craziness everywhere. As Leon mentioned earlier, Ohio State, they fire their coach, and then they beat Purdue, who was rocking and rolling, a nine-game win streak halted by an Ohio State team that was utterly disappointing. And yet they were able to do that. And the only thing that's a guarantee right now is watching UConn. UConn, once again, I don't care who they say goodbye to, they've said hello to a a lot more good players. I don't know if you guys have seen them, but prohibitive, prohibitive favorite. I mean, honestly, what what UConn does is a lot of what Florida does. I don't think Florida has the talent that UConn does, but Mm -hmm. UConn shoots and they're long. Yeah. And they play defense. They got it. And Florida can shoot and Florida's long. Yeah, but they've got a number of bigs inside that are, are much more physical. They do th- than Florida. They do, they yeah. do. But but my point is that's how this thing has changed at Florida. They went from a team last year that couldn't shoot, mm-hmm. that had no length, to a shoot to a team that can shoot has two really good, dangerous guards, three really, even four if you want. Kugel, who really hasn't played that well this year, mm-hmm. they got four guys that can shoot it, five guys even that can shoot it, and they're really long all over the floor. You know those deflections are so. Uh, yeah, I give them. I give them a ton of credit because this is something that uh, I did not see coming, and people were already second guessing Golden. That that's just what fans do uh, on a regular basis. Like I said, I don't know how far it takes them. I don't know whether they get to stick around and 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 become a regular player again. But just the fact that he was able to turn it over the way he did in one year's time. And you compare what Billy Napier hasn't been able to do in the same timeline that Todd Golden is on. Uh, it, it makes Florida Gator basketball fan happy. It makes Florida Gator football fan 
unhappy. Uh, and so that's what Billy Napier's facing pressure from the outside and from the inside because the other guy that was hired right next to him, Leon, has been able to go out and get it done. And Billy and Mario and all these guys that are going into to a crucial year number three have to prove that they, that they can get it done. Well, I mean, it's a little unfair. I mean, basketball, well, it is a little unfair because in football you got to deal with a lot more athletes. And in basketball, you got what thirteen players, but you got to be even more. You can't. You can't. If you're you're saying both of your team is being built by the portal, right? Mm-hmm. At Florida, most of these guys. Are, so you've got to be selective in the guys that you bring in, and those guys that you select got to be impactful right then and there. Same thing goes with football. Right. You got a much deeper roster, but yeah, he's to be commended. He's been in there one year, and don't, and don't get me wrong, I've never been in this situation, but when spring ball outplays fall ball, mm-hmm. fans. <laughs> They want to know what's going on. I mean, so this this can't help that Florida's rank. I'm for sure Pilly Napier is in his office somewhere. Not not rooting against y'all, but I'm sure the fans are saying to themselves, <laughs> "Hey, listen, this guy's been one year. We're, we're we're playing good ball. What the hell's going on, Billy?" I think it's it's easier it's easier to turn over a basketball roster. Obviously, yes, mm-hmm. you can do it yeah, pretty quickly. To be fair to Todd Golden, he almost turned the entire damn thing over. Huh? So. It's it's not like, you know, he got a couple guys and they got hot. He got after it. Almost turned the whole thing over. Yeah. So, it, it's I I think he realized, look, what we were doing isn't working. So, he made the he made the decision after that year one, we've got to do something drastically different. And I don't think you're seeing that with the football team where 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 it's something drastically different. I think it's no, we're going to be all right. Right. We're going to be all right with how we're moving forward. We, we believe in our process. We believe in what we're doing, and we're going to be fine. Yeah, it, it's like I told you guys. I saw some positive signs from Billy's offense down the stretch, but by no means did it make you feel like, oh, my gosh, he's ready to turn a corner. No, it just looked better than it was because what did it look like before that? Bad. And so it's one thing to say, hey, I see a little bit of improvement, but it, there's too many other places or, or success stories that you can point to in a shorter amount of time that you're going, why can't this guy get it done? Because uh, there have been positions in college football where it looked like it was impossible to get him back to where they needed to be. Steve Sarkeesian, in a short amount of time, has proven that he's at least put Texas back uh, on, on the map. Okay, Lincoln Riley did it almost immediately out in Southern Cal because what? His style – he brought with him as soon as he walked in the door. Now, those are proven guys. I understand that compared to Billy Napier, but that, that's the level that Florida was hiring Billy Napier at, the exact same level that those guys were being hired at USC in, in Texas. Of course, Let's be real. that's not the expectation. It and is, yes. If that's not the expectation, and if you are willing to lower your bar of expectations to the lowest common denominator, which is what I've been saying for the last couple of months now, I think that – for me, that would be the fear if I'm a Florida fan, mm-hmm. that it's now okay to just go 7-5. and five. Well, if we get 7-5, and five, we'll be all right. Right. That is a dangerous place to be, that apathy. And that you can't you, – you cannot be there. You, you just can't. You've got to – you've got to – you have to aspire for something much better than 7-5 and five or 8-4. and four. Mm-hmm. If you've got – if you are, quote, unquote, the flagship station – station, flagship university in the state of Florida mm-hmm. – you know, one of the top three high school football talent producing states in the country. You got to aspire more than seven five, okay? And you know, maybe it'll get better a year after that. Let's give him time. You got to aspire more than just let's give him time. Yeah, it's you always- have all the if you have the facilities they have, 
the financial commitment they have, um, if you have the personnel commitment that this guy's been given, you got to have more than 11 and 14, man. You just do, period. Yeah, there's no excuse for it, especially at the end if you were fighting tooth and nail right down to the wire and you were proving that you still could make plays. I, I That's the only thing I can think of. Now, one that kind of got me just a little bit, Jim Nagy, who runs the uh, Reese Senior Bowl uh, out in Mobile, very well-respected scout, a guy that has by all by all accounts done a great job of kind of resurrecting the the getting players to come to the Senior Bowl and and all the positives that have come out since he started running it. He put a pretty darn favorable rating on Ricky Pearsall coming out of the Senior Bowl. I'm looking to see if I can find it. And look, Graham Mertz was a little bit better than maybe people expected. They panned him when he was announced as far as going to Florida. Billy did okay things with him. Then he ended up getting hurt with the collarbone. But Pearsall was a guy that, if you look at the transfer portal, you're like, okay, yeah, they got him, but how good is he? Listen to Jim Nagy. He said, wide receivers that translate to the NFL can do three things. One, win with, win with release. Two, win at break point. Three, win at catch point. Gators wide receiver Ricky Pearsall did all those things consistently at the Senior Bowl, look, locking himself into day two. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, uh, that. I was a. I like his size, his speed, his athleticism, but I was a little surprised by that. He's. I mean, to me, he looks like a, like a solid NFL slot guy, mm-hmm. a solid NFL slot receiver that can get open, that can. He's proven he can catch balls over the middle and, and ca- make tough catches, mm-hmm. and he can run. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, that doesn't surprise me at all, at all. Yeah. Again, w- but when he said day two, I was a little surprised by that. I know that he definitely represents size, athleticism, and speed. And, and, and when they did need to, need to make a big play, he seemed to be on the receiving end uh, if you weren't named Trey Wilson uh, because he was really the only other bright spot before Caleb Douglas got hurt and, and, was, and was out. That's, he's a, I think he might even go. There are, some, there are some scouts that say he might go like late second. Not second day, second round. Mm-hmm. Well, so he's, yeah. he's, you know. I'd be surprised by that, actually. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that I would. You got, it's, I, I, it's that position in the league – the slot receiver, it can do damage. If you right. got the right guy that can run and a guy that can catch, if and again I say this so so many times, catching the ball is so undervalued, man. It catching is. the ball, yeah, it is. And he's proven he can catch the ball and he can run. He's a sub four four guy. All right, I just want to look at because I think we have a deep crop of wide receivers in the in the mocks that are out there right now. So let's do that coming up, just because I don't know how far down you'd have to go to get to him. But if you're saying late second, that's suggesting – I think Daniel Jeremiah had something in the neighborhood 10? of 11, yeah. 11 wide receivers, I think, in the top 50. I'll yeah. see if I can pull that up. At least just see where – potentially where he would be uh, as far as – because Florida, they're looking at not that many guys that are top prospects in this year's draft. That's for sure. So he may be one of the bright spots. We'll do that coming up. Mokama Beer Company, they bring you today's show every day of the week, serving great coffee in their tap room. And it's kind of that just that atmosphere you're looking for, just to go in, hang out. Of course, craft served Tuesday through Sunday, uh, and they always have fun things going on, whether it's food truck coming up, uh, performances from one of the local artists uh, later in the evening, anything going on there. And, of course, their brand-new Wildlight location, both of them up in Nassau County, or find them at Total Wine or ABC Liquors if you're shopping for some great craft Mokama Beer Company. 
It's Mokama Monday on XL Primetime. Head to the tap room at Fernandina Beach every day that ends with Y and enjoy some Mokama. Cold craft, good rock and roll, good way to go. Hopefully everybody's enjoying President's Day if they're off. If you're in the office looking around, think of the presidents that'll be on those, well, the Benjamins, even though he was never a president. He's probably the most referred to uh, paper piece of money, right? The Benjamin. And the dude was never a president. I mean, Benjamin Franklin did more for this country. He invented he did more, more things. outside this country, too. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he was over on that other side for a, long, of France. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Are, are you saying, what did you say he's running? I just said he did more outside this country, too. That's all. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was a genius before he got here. Thankfully, he was one of the ones that came over here. Let's just say he ran in his day, okay? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, right. yes. He was born here. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking about, did he, so he was born here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was he thinking, was like the ambassador for France. And okay, there you go. I was he trying was to think a of man the, of the world. Oh, he was yeah. a very worldly fella. Like, he ran, the Joe. women he loved him, what, and he loved the women. Yes, exactly, yes. which is what Matt yes. was saying. He I was scored. trying to be nice about it, but J.J. kind of chipped in. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah he definitely did. <laughs> I, just JJ oh, I was just can. pointing out factually that he was born in yeah. America. Yeah, I, I did not know that, so that's good. So uh, ben, yeah. ben Frank was a player. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, they, you know, they he didn't know that he invented and experienced. Then he a said, lot of "Ben things. Franklin is still making women happy, which yeah. is great." Yeah, play on money, of course. Yeah, yeah. right. right. <laughs> now, speaking of money, happier and, now than then, actually, probably. Yeah, and like I've always been told not to do the parlay. JJ sent me a, a, a meme the other day or something the other day about just don't do parlays. You love the parlay. I love them, and yeah, I probably it was a meme. I'm I'm more into teasers. Uh, like Benjamin, I'm more into teasers, but the the parlay, I, I still like to play them every once in a while. So listen to this one as we get ready to talk wide receivers uh, and prospects coming into the draft. Former Dallas Cowboy wide receiver Des Bryant loves laying down sports bets. And so Saturday, he hit one of the biggest bets of his life, and he posted it on X, so you can go check it out. He made a $767 bet, and it was a 13-leg college basketball parlay. The odds were plus 54,215. So here's what it is. Let's see if I can get it. He got Colorado at USC, Santa Clara, Wyoming, Pepperdine, he names them all on the post, and it totaled. Let's make sure I get this number right. Yeah, seven hundred and sixty-seven dollar bet. Yeah, it and totaled. he won four hundred and sixteen thousand nine hundred and seventy bucks. How about that? Well, that's including the stake. So, yeah. still four hundred and seventeen thousand and about two hundred bucks. And I, I don't know how many times he's made seven hundred and sixty-seven dollar parlay the key. bets. Yes. Uh and it may have taken him forever might to have catch been down up. A few mil, it's still actually. But still four hundred and sixteen Gur. Four hundred and seventeen Gur off of a less than eight hundred dollar bet at plus fifty four thousand uh was his odds. Yeah, I gotta go back and look at all the ones he played. He played plenty of money lines, I can tell you that, uh as far as the choices that he had. All right, Ricky Pearsall is he going to be a day two pick? At least that's what Jim Nagy suggested coming out of the Senior Bowl. He loved what he saw from Pearsall with a couple of different key categories. And Nagy, who runs the Senior Bowl, is a former scout, so he certainly knows what he's what he's looking for. 
I got the Daniel Jeremiah top 50. Leon, you've got uh, 15 top receivers, so at yeah. least give us an idea of where you're looking well, at. Well, I'm looking at this uh, NFL draft buzz, and they have the you know 2024 NFL draft rankings for wide receivers. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at Pearsall right now. Me and Matt kind of figured that what? First round in this day and age with the pass happy NFL that we have, you're probably thinking about what six to eight receivers in the I'm first round. I'm thinking a half dozen, makes half sense. dozen, yeah, half, half dozen, dozen makes solid, sense. I yeah, think, half yeah. dozen makes makes sense. So if they're if he's suggesting that, so Pearsall right now is ranked number fifteen, right above Johnny Wilson from Florida State, and right below uh, Brandon Rice from USC. All right, so let's do that so quick if comparison. He's, if he's fifteen. It means he's probably anywhere from 11 to 15, mm-hmm. 11 to 17, somewhere in there. All right, mm-hmm. do that comparison, though, him to Johnny Wilson. Well, they're completely different players. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Wilson's a bigger a big target. He's a not big target, a big guy that, yeah. That's fast. Yeah, he's an, he's, he's an outside receiver. Mm-hmm. He's not a – Johnny Wilson's not a slot receiver. Yeah, I, they're completely different players. Right. I don't even know if you can compare them. I mean, it depends on what kind of receiver you're looking for, clearly. Right, obviously. that's why he has them ranked mm-hmm. in that neighborhood. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I yeah, they're, they're completely different players. What else you got? Uh, Well. Give us the 10. Give, give you the top the 10. 10. The first 10? All right. Here we go. The first 10. Number, well, number one. We all know who number one is going to be. He's first rounder. Yeah, my Marvin Harris is number one. Let's count the first rounders, all right, who we okay. believe will be first rounders. Yep. Okay. Marvin Harrison. Yep. Malik Neighbors. That's two. Keon Coleman. Three. What about Troy Franklin from Oregon? Yeah, four. Uh, Brian Thomas? Five. Uh, Roman. Roman Dunze. 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 Yeah, six. Yeah, yep. Six. Uh, they got Lad McConkie at eight. See, I think you level Who's off seven? of the Dunze. Who's, Who's seven? Seven, seven yeah. is uh, Adane Mitchell. Adane Mitchell might go one, too. From Texas. Hmm. Okay. Maybe right. not. I Maybe. think six is solid. Six, six is, is solid. solid. So yeah. those six, they have ranked as pretty solid first rounders. Yeah, yes. I think so, pretty yeah. Good. Pretty good. Okay. All right. Well, those those so are. Then you got Adonis Mitchell where at Adonis, seven. You got Donnie Mitchell at seven. Lad McConkey at eight. Xavier Leggett at nine. Xavier Worthy at ten. I love had, Xavier Leggett, by the way. And love then him. they got uh, mm-hmm. Devontae yeah, really Walker good. from North Carolina at eleven, mm-hmm. and Jermaine uh, Burton from Alabama at 12. twelve. Okay. So Walker. Was struggling at the Senior Bowl. That's what they were and, saying. And Tez yeah. is the guy that you know that I was falling in love with when they were trying to free free Tez up there uh, in North Carolina. They finally mm-hmm. basically got his eligibility uh, intact. He was able to come out. Drake May was dying to see him. He, he uh, torched it, us at Miami. He, yeah, I'm telling you what he had. A, he had a, a pretty stellar second half of the season when he finally yeah. was eligible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he goes to the Senior Bowl and struggles yeah. in a couple of different areas. Yeah, and so uh, you have to make up your mind. Uh, are they? Do you judge the body of what they did on college football fields, or do you judge what? what well, I mean, you, you, you in a, a well, when, when you don't play, when you don't play, because the senior bowl is all about the practices, right? I mean, you play the game, but it's all about the practices, and it's very discouraging that you know he didn't get a good report because I was reading the senior bowl too, and they said mm-hmm. who were the winners and losers during the practice of the senior bowl, and I saw his name there, so. Unfortunately, you 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 you're around a bunch of scouts and you didn't impress them as well. So, right. but you have another opportunity. You got your combine coming, yeah. right? So he's got to shine at the combine for sure, and his pro day, and his pro day. You know, so he has another opportunity to kind of get that out of the the scouts' heads when he goes to the combine. He runs those routes and all that kind of stuff, and then he runs a good time, and he goes through the the drills, and you know, he's got good you know good versatility and all that kind of stuff, along with speed and all that kind of stuff. Then it's pro day. So, I mean, he, he's got an opportunity to make it up. Yeah, uh, I think if it's if he's – here's the thing with receivers really is, 
really with all guys, your tape is your resume. There's no doubt about that. What you've put down on tape in college is your resume 85, 90% of the time. Now, he could go to the Senior Bowl, and I'm not just, I'm just using, we're using Tez as an example. It could be yeah. any player. He could go to the Senior Bowl, and he interviews poorly, or he just doesn't look like a guy. You know, we talked about this last week that Senior Bowl is as much about you're on your own, it's a business now. How do you handle yourself? Mm-hmm. Not even talking about the actual <clears throat> game and the actual practice. How do you handle yourself? He may not handle himself well, any player. Right. Then that will hurt his that will hurt his stock. But if he's a guy who goes to these All Star games and handles himself well, and just for whatever reason doesn't perform at a, at the same level in practice, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to ding him as much as because at the end of the day, you look back at what he did on the field in a game. You know, when the lights are on, the silk jerseys are on. There's in front of eighty five thousand people. Yeah. So that's more important, I think, unless it's a situation where. You get a bad vibe from him from an interview, mm-hmm. or he's not—he's just not doing the right thing that you think he should be doing as far as setting himself up to prepare to play as a professional. Yeah, because that's what it, the essence of "Am I ready to take that next step?" It's on me. I've got to prove to these guys that I've got everything. It's the between together. years, yeah, right. Yeah. And yes. it is true that when you get into those uh, situations, as for a wide receiver in particular, mm-hmm. can I get off of a block? Can I get out of my break and 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 make sure. the decisions that I need to do to 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 run a good route for my quarterback to find me quickly? And am I open? Am my hands up? And I'm bringing the ball in. We'll ask the quarterback whisper about that coming up. But but that's the deal, okay? Because we've seen too many guys that look great in college and do not and there, necessarily. And, and believe me, I want to be very clear too. There's there are offenses in college that are very conducive to receivers having big seasons. Oh yeah, and big years and look, looking good on tape. And then when they get to the next level, they can't get off the jam mm-hmm. or they can't get separation. So yeah. there's no doubt there is that, okay? Yeah. I'm just saying for a majority of these guys, and the QB whisperer, well, I'm, my, my guess is going to agree with me, mm-hmm. the majority of these guys, their tape is a resume, and this is what you get. All right, Liam, we'll have fun with this, but as we go through, before you get out of here, the, the draft talk, we'll be doing it a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. But since we did bring it up, and I'm looking at, at Jeremiah's top 50, and Mal- Malik Neighbors has had about as – Big a climb from last year to this year, uh, as as a as I can think of. Now Brian Thomas' teammate also has had a meteoric rise this year, but Malik Neighbors was basically picking up where Booty was not getting the job done, and so he became the favorite target for Malik Jay Neighbors. Daniels. Fumbled the fumbled the fumbled the two punts against Florida State in the season opener two years ago. Remember yeah. that? Yes, yes. And so this guy has had. A, a, a meteoric rise. I see Larry Fitzgerald in him. I see you know just a lot of good things in him. He's only six feet tall, two hundred pounds. But just for what it's worth, some of the mocks may have Brock Bowers above or below him. Would you go get Malik Neighbors or Brock Bowers? <sighs> wow, it depends on your need. I mean, both both are exceptional athletes. Both are both are game changers. Mm-hmm. Both of them, you got to plan. You've got to defensively scheme to make sure they don't, you know, get open. So. I don't know. You know what, Malik? If you tell me he's uh, what's the what's the wide receiver from uh, Bengals? Chase. Chase. Oh, I don't know if I'd go that far. It's not him. I don't know. I need to see his speed. I I really do. I don't know if he's that far either. What about Brock? Who who is in in the NFL? This comparison to Brock. If he could be Laporta, that'd be awesome. Laporta. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good cop. I think. Yeah, I probably go get Brock. Yeah, but it's so funny. You got to think of the number of times they touch the football. Targets to tight ends versus mm-hmm. targets to because this guy will be a catch machine. Malik Neighbors will. Yeah, and and at six feet, I don't know exactly. Like I said I got to see where he runs. I don't know how much he lined up outside or inside. 
but Jaden Daniels flat got the ball. That's another thing too is is it's, there's also a little no coincidence that you know neighbors became a stud and Brian Thomas became a stud because they figured out the quarterback spot. Yeah, and Jaden Daniels was a stud. Yeah, you exactly. Remember that too. Yeah, and, and Brian Kelly has made them all basically. Now look, there have been plenty of good wide receivers that have come through Baton Rouge. Let's not. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that. It's not just what Brian Kelly's been able to do. There have been a lot of superstars, uh, Jefferson, Chase, on and on and on, that have come through there. Go back to DJ Chark. Uh, OBJ and, and Landry. Yeah, and, of course, DJ <laughs> Chark. Who can forget him? Uh, you know, those types of guys. And so I, 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 you saw this guy just immediately step up at the beginning of last year, and you're like, oh, okay. As much as we're talking about booty or boote, we need to make sure we're paying attention to this guy. So could we see – Three LSU's go in the top fifteen. If you two go wide Jayden, receivers and, the, and those maybe. three, maybe I love Brian Thomas. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that that guy is he could be the big size speed guy mm-hmm. that can take over a ball game. Oh, he doesn't yeah. catch touchdowns, man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I don't, mind, I don't mind a guy like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that allowed? Is, yeah, yeah, that's allowed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. All right, Big Sirs, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. All right. He heads out. Our quarterback, Whisperer Denny Thompson, heads in. And we'll at least look at some of these guys, top 50, top 50 prospects, uh, and some of the chatter that's going on around these draft boards because they're getting ready to go into the combine. Now been a couple of uh, weekends after the Senior Bowl and the Super Bowl where all these teams are starting to take shape uh, as far as what they want to do in free agency and – in the draft coming up. We'll do all that in the 2 o'clock hour at Sexel Primetime. Now, the quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson. Okay, bring it in. Brought to you by Tyson Sound and Security. Register Sausage. And George Moore Chevrolet. One, two, three, three. Our dude, Denny, is in the house, ready to rock and roll 2 o'clock hour. Good-looking day outside. If you are out and enjoying it with President's Day, uh, soak it up, man. Then you're going to have to get back to the grind tomorrow. We definitely have been hanging out. We appreciate anybody who's either watching us on YouTube or listening to us anywhere you get us. Denny, how you doing, man? Good. I had no idea it was President's Day until JJ told me. Yeah? No clue. Who's your favorite uh, president? I don't even don't I don't say, know. I don't say that. Benjamin Franklin. No, dude. I'm not getting into any of that. <laughs> I don't have one. Franklin. Yeah. I don't have one. It's so funny. Our conversation started as like <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. We, our conversation started with uh I don't you know, like whatever, who's your favorite president? Uh your favorite president is whoever on that uh that dollar bill that you're looking at, and then I mentioned Benjamin. I'm like, he ain't no president, but he's got the most important piece of paper out there. We mentioned Benjamin's more than we mentioned oh, no Washington's or Lincoln's, don't we? Yeah, they all go together anyway. Yeah. Just take them from us anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. We start talking about grants, and then it's you know, another level. Yeah, the that. Ulysses is, is – I, I live in the Ulysses world more than the Benjamin world when it comes to the you know, my, my wagers that I'm laying down. But every once in a while, you got to go Benjamin Listen, on, on some of those. real talk, when I, we used to do the sports den, um, JJ's a big history guy, and James a big history guy. They mm-hmm. start talking about history, I would just go to the bathroom. Oh, really? You're it like was a two-segment thing, any of it. That's yeah, classic. William Henry Harrison is my favorite president. He yep. was the one who uh, was doing his inauguration speech outside in the rain and the wet, and uh, he got sick and died. Well, do you know that <laughs> I think it lasted like two months. Yeah, he had like one of the shortest presidencies. Oh, it's a tough the shortest. Yeah, yeah. and but and he I didn't thought, do anything to screw us up. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, did he have the same thing that Matt? Has probably is, walking yeah. pneumonia. Yeah. Okay. So now we got another one for Matt to worry about. All right. <laughs> Why are you guys gonna do this? To I don't me? know. We're Seriously, messing around. Throwing now. that juju on me. Why would you do it. that? We can't help it. Um, 
But All of right. course, no. Anyway, I'm excited about the combine. It's Joseph Biden. <laughs> so would you rather have Ricky Pearsall on the other end of, a, of, of your quarterback throwing footballs or Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors? We were talking about these cats coming in. Uh, Denny, I tell you what, Brian Kelly's pushed out a lot more talent once again uh, in LSU uniforms. I mean, he has proven to be one of the best coaches yeah. in, in the game, obviously. He's a little quirky at times, but and, – and even – Everybody that thought the LSU thing was going to be a disaster. Oh my it is God. not. It is not a disaster. It's an exciting time to be an LSU fan. Um, I just don't know. Like When you start looking at this draft, I heard you guys talking about how many first-round guys. I was looking at the quarterbacks the other day. I am fascinated by this combine. Because you look at these quarterbacks, and it's just a different group of guys. You, you're going to have multiple guys put up some crazy numbers, and what does that do to GMs? And you could make an argument. And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but you could make an argument then when you look at that list of quarterbacks, there's eight guys in that thing that at one point or another has been thought of as a first-round guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you start thinking about that and the performance they're going to put together, and then you start thinking about what you guys were talking about. There's probably seven receivers that at some point has been thought of as a first-round talent. That's half the first round. Right, right there. When we've done that in the past, you know what's happened? Is we've had two quarterbacks and we've had one receiver right, and a right, run on lineman, right, right? Right, right? Because there's so many of them that you almost need it to get started. I think it's going to be a wild draft, and I, I really, I mean this. I don't normally like this, but I am looking forward to the combine. Yeah. So, so you are our quarterback guru. So I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, I think it's obvious that, that Caleb Williams is a guy that everyone believes will be one overall. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how you look at a guy like Jaden Daniels if you're a GM what he can do and think, my God, how do you not take him? How is he not that guy? Yeah, I, no, I agree. I was looking up on the way here, and I'm going to answer that directly. I agree with you. I, I think he's going to do something um, I think not he, just – I've heard it's not just combine. He's going to interview really, really yeah, well. Yeah, yes. Right? He's going to present really, really well. And you start looking at these guys, and, and for every Jaden Daniels, though, you've got you got Drake May, and then just go through the list. It's, mm -hmm. it's a who's who of athletic guys. J.J. McCarthy – is going to interview be really well. The, he's going to be the most athletic quarterback at the combine, yeah. probably. Well, other than Jaden Daniels. I, yeah, I still got to give Jaden that top Okay, spot. I'll tell you what we'll do right here is let's put right. a lunch. I smell a lunch bet. Let's put a lunch right now on 40 times on that one. I almost feel like this is a beer and wing bet. Really? Fine. Yeah. On the 40 time? On the 40. I'll put – I got JJ. I'm writing wow. it down. I'm telling you, he is, he is an Dang. athlete, athlete. And then you've got Penix and you've got Nicks yeah, and you've take, got all these guys – I just – I think it's really, truly who's evaluating them. By the way, it's not going to be like a Domino's pizza either. It's going to be like – right, JJ? Like a grandma's. Tony D's. We're going to get like a Tony oh, D's Oh, we said grandma's. pizza? I just said lunch. I said beer and wings. Yeah, where did pizza come from? So yeah. what's the official bet? <laughs> what's we on your know. mind, Matt? Yeah, we don't know. He's awake in 180. He's ready to eat 180 degrees of a pizza. <laughs> right, right. So are we doing a number, or is it McCarthy versus other quarterback? No, it's 40. It's McCarthy, McCarthy versus, versus Jaden Jay Daniels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I am on the Jaden side of this. Yeah, I want a piece I, of that. I can't help it. So yeah. I get two lunches. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, or, that's or we'll just share buying you lunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem very fair. It's going to be the same amount. If y'all lose, we're hitting three forks. <laughs> yeah, we are. There's no All doubt. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Uh, all right, we got to bet somehow, some way. And look, J.J. McCarthy, I, 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 all right, again, this is a flaw in me. I, I look at what Michigan's success, where it lies in its run game and defense – and it's that head coach. I have given JJ McCarthy almost zero credit for this, and it's and I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. I, no, I agree with you. I'm just simply saying what's going to happen you at just the think combine. Just cat quick. 
Uh, yeah, he's going to shock people. And and this group of guys, you start looking at like Austin Reed. There's only 14 of these guys this year. They See, only he's invited in this world. I know we're wrong, guys. Matt. I know we're wrong. And and so you start looking at these guys that you know are going to interview really really well. I don't know. It's either going to be one of these things where there's too many good quality guys, and so it pushes everybody down, or you're going to see you know one of these like four of the top six picks be quarterbacks. Well, you know, Matt, as well as all of us do, is that once one, two, or three of those quarterbacks, which right. con- conceivably could go three in the first four picks, and then you have to put Marvin Harrison Jr. in there, and then three more easily could fly off the board because teams get desperate. And we're, we're, a half dozen is not impossible in the first round at all. If you're sitting at the end of the first round map and you're looking at your sheet and you've got J.J. McCarthy and Bo Nix who check most every box of what you want out of a quarterback, it's going to be hard to wait another pick. Talk about a guy who's going to crush the combine. Yeah. Nick Bo is. is going to crush the combine. I, I'm telling you, this is a insanely athletic group of guys at the combine. Um, I actually am looking f- – I looked forward to it last year just because of Anthony. But, y'all, most of the time watching quarterbacks run is hard work. Like, just watching them run looks difficult. I am ecstatic about watching them this year. <laughs> I mean, Bo is a lot like – and you hate to put comparisons on him because I don't, I don't think it's, – it's hard to look and see this because right now we all have this idea of Bo Nix and Auburn. I know, I know all of us do it. It's yep, unfair. You're right. You're it's right. unfair. Yep. He's a lot like Justin Herbert in his athletic ability – his the way he can he runs better than Justin Herbert. I think he's got a really good arm that people don't give him nearly enough credit for. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. He I think he's more sudden than Justin, but that's because he's also a good bit smaller right. than what Justin is. But he's he is a explosive he's all of what, guy. 6'3". All of six yeah, three. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. What is he six three? What is, I don't know what they got listed at, but I'm gonna guess two fifteen. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, he's explosive. I mean, a really explosive guy. So I I don't know. Uh, it, it's if you're Scouting department likes guys who have film and who are athletic and can throw a football, then they're going to love this draft because all these all guys check all of those boxes. Yeah, and, and they do Caleb, come in. Daniels, May, yeah. Knicks. Yeah. Just keep going. Film Penix. for days. Yes. Reed. Reed, like, yeah. Film, film, film. Devin Leary, like all of them have so much film. And you can't help but just say, okay, uh, all of them look good so I can't miss. That's a mistake. We know that's a mistake. That's a huge mistake. Yep. And so I don't know, Denny. Where is your like cutoff point where you say, okay, I see whatever the top three, four, five characteristics, and then there's that drop off. In other words, is, what piles do you have them in? Yeah, I mean, the guys that we work with, we have a really good idea based on um, you know, everything from motion capture to just seeing them throw and catching for them, you know, a million balls. And then in addition to that, you got the cognitive testing and you've got the film and all that. So you get a pretty good idea mm-hmm. um, who who's going to test well and who's going to show well, who people are going to like. Outside of our guys, I don't know. I would assume that the evaluation process for a team is similar. They want to get around as many of these guys as they can. They want to talk to them. They, it's not like old school, like draw up this play. Right. It's just be around them. This, mm-hmm. These guys are faces of franchises. They're CEOs. They are their own businesses oh, yeah. now, right? Can they handle that? And so I think you just start checking boxes, and then when you put that with what kind of system do you run, how badly do you need a quarterback, how badly do you need other things, what do you think about next year's draft, eventually I think it'll probably pan out to where three or four are you know, surefire first-round guys, and mm-hmm. then the rest is just it, – it really is up to the run on quarterbacks at that point. You know, but I don't know who those three or four are, and that's the, that's the thing that's, I think, fascinating about this draft. Here's what's interesting, and I want to get your thoughts on this because I've been thinking this now for like, since like – almost like uh, mid-October, early November. 
I'm, I don't know that I'm sold on Drake May, man. I don't know. And I will tell you this. The two guys I am sold on 100% without question are Caleb Williams and Jane Daniels. Mm-hmm. I think they're separate from the rest of the group. What's your neg on Drake? Because I, 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 I love the I guy, think it's accuracy as much as anything. I can, and I I think can it's see just, it. I, I, I don't, can I guess what it is? Yeah, go quick? ahead. Because go ahead. I, I have watched these things, and I, I, I feel You're the, the guru. same way I'm just about— You're the guy that, you know— No, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely asking because I feel the same way about Penix, and I've just kind of started work, watching Drake May, and it's like I watch it, and I, it's, there's something There's something that's there, not, right? Yeah, there's something there's like— I'm blinded. I'm jaded. I've already fallen in love. I know, Jaden. Like, totally Jay, okay, so here's it. Jaden Daniels will throw a ball, and you're just like, whoa, oh. How did he see that? How did he do that? How did he fit the ball in there? Like that was that was all around a good play. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was the offense that these guys were in, but Penix and Drake May, I just don't get that. Whoa, like right. I, that's first round good. Right. But at the same time, I've heard multiple NFL people tell me that he is one of the top guys they have ever scouted in their wow. Isn't entire that wild? career. And, and and even though I still I got mad, you know, wow. McConaughey QB love for him, I still would put Jaden Daniels. It's just as far as, you know, I, I love Jaden Daniels, okay? But I just – I am fascinated by Drake May on the next level because I, I don't know exactly what they got out of him 100%. I love Mac Brown. We know the ACC at times is a little suspect. They went, they went with two different offensive coordinators in his time there, so it was a little clunky or funky. So I don't – I honestly don't know. I think that's all fair, and I think when you look at him, he he is truly a check every box guy. Oh, yeah, I mean he absolutely is. So I I think there's a lot of people that share that same view, and you're probably right. I just it may be the offense is something, but I just don't kind of like what you're saying with JJ mm-hmm. is I didn't see them especially this year give him the opportunity to just go hey go make all these plays. Right. Didn't need to. Di- correct, correct. So I I, I don't see, know. See Drake did, and then didn't. He, right. They needed him to make plays. You are right. You are right. And then didn't. And yeah. that, to me, that that gave me pause. I think what you were trying to say, the it, it's kind of like it. You can see it, and yeah. I don't see it every time with him. Right. Even I'll go back just to somebody local that we all know. This is Anthony Richardson. Is is even through all the talk last year about he's not a first round guy and all the negative. Nobody could argue with the fact that that guy had about fifteen to twenty plays last year that you're like, whoa. Yeah, I I have never seen that before. Yeah, and I just I feel like if you are an elite guy, you, that's the thing that I need to see because I can see a bunch of guys that that have good film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, it, it's gonna it's and you said going to the combine this year is going to get you just as jacked up in a, it, that you've been in a long yeah. time with these prospects. So let's look at it. We think we've got some kind of lunch bet. So Michael Vick fastest forty time by the quarterback in NFL history four three three. So you lay some numbers down coming up here in a second as like far as where you think I like it. where it's going to be coming up. Uh, we got Denny Thompson, our quarterback whisperer, hanging out with us. You guys can get the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010 if you got a question. It's Mokama Monday on XL Primetime. Head to the tap room at Fernandina Beach every day that ends with Y and enjoy some Mokama. Definitely do it. You will enjoy it. Wildlight location, brand new location for Mokama up in the Wildlight area and then South 8th Street as you approach historic Fernandina Beach, the downtown area, South 8th Street. We got Denny Thompson. One more seg with our quarterback whisperer before we turn him loose. And we're talking combine, looking forward to it. He pronounced that J.J. McCarthy would be the fastest quarterback 
draft prospect at the NFL combine. I didn't pronounce it. I predicted it. I I mean, it wasn't like, hey, I have an announcement here. You bet your life on it. (laughs) I'll I'll put it to you this way. I'll tell you what. If he he runs a faster time than Jaden Daniels, he's moving. Yeah. He's moving. Oh, my gosh. Because when he said it, I went, whoa. I'm just going by what I have been told over and over and over again by people who know him. Right. And, it's, uh, and, and look, you're in that world. We're embarrassing ourselves by challenging no, you with I, a lunch pad. I mean, I, maybe um, maybe they're playing with me. I don't know. But okay, it's, so uh, yeah. Mike Vick had the fastest, yeah. okay, 4.33. Uh, and he's the fastest that has come in to the combine with uh, his workout at uh, the quarterback position. Anthony Richardson, your guy, most recent guy to pop up. Four, four, three. By, remember, by I remember way, we saw that. Anthony Richardson, the only player to have a relative perfect combine score. Yeah. In the history of the combine. Really? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. So you had four, four, three for Ant. You had Justin Fields, four, four, five mm-hmm. in 2021. And then Desmond Ritter, four, five, two in 2022. Uh, a little bit slower than I thought. So I'm looking at these numbers, and RG3 was up there. RG3 was right there with Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Uh, 441. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, just a couple of clicks. Lamar did not run at the combine, by the yeah. way. He yeah. Yeah. He ran the Louisville Pro Day. Right. Um, and said, uh, that's enough. That's all. Well, I okay. Need to so, do. first off, here's the interesting thing about the combine and where we're going with this because mm-hmm. you're going to want a prediction, right? Mm hmm. Is that first couple nights of the combine is always fun because you just sit there and watch on whether or not it's a fast track or not. Right. So last year when the who was the defensive end from Georgia that ran like something stupid? Nolan uh Nolan, Nolan Smith. Smith. Nolan yeah. Smith. When he ran that time, everybody at the combine was like, Oh, bet, we got a fast track. Like, I mean, he's a fast guy. Right. But when you see that time, and then some years you just it just don't that that laser just seems to be a tick slower, but I don't think anybody gets – nobody gets in the four threes. Mm-hmm. There's not a four three in this quarterback group. If there is, like, I'll be floored. But I'll go fastest at four four seven. Okay, four four seven for J.J. I'm going to go Jaden Daniels, and I'm going to put him – I'm going to put him four four eight. Mm. Oh, I'm going under. You're going mm. under that? I'm going under four four seven. You are? Yeah, yeah I am. How With far? <clears throat> Almost a four three. Woo. Oh. I'll stick right around four Listen, four 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 one. I Sounds like he that. knows something. Yeah, I was gonna say. No, I, thought, I just. I mean, I just honestly. I thought he was in love with quarterbacks when he wasn't sick. Now he's got walking pneumonia. Honestly, and he's really in love. I. I mean, I. You watch him on the field, man. That dude can get. It is. He can run so fast. It's so fast. And maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Don't they I, usually I, like amend the times a few days later too. They're just like that. That time we gave on TV, that wasn't actually the hand time. Yeah, yeah, but I will say last year when you go back and look at them, mm-hmm. um, it, they're very little of amendments. Okay. Yeah, because we were searching that. Ne- they do it like the next day and a right. lot of times. Yep. All right. So again, you're just guessing. Plus, but- here's another thing, real quick, Joe. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. I think Jaden thinks he can move into number one overall, so he's going to be he is going to be Motivated. preparing his ass off. Yeah. Man, all these guys are. I, no, no, I, I know that, and I know that. I, I totally these guys agree. are living in labs. You know, even our guys are just living in labs for two months. Yeah, they're combine uh, creations. But if you it, truly believe that, you're going to be doing everything you can to run as fast uh, as absolutely. you can, Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And we don't know. Like, he may have a slight hammy or something that takes him to 4 or 5. What, that happens Wait, so Wait, what if he much. doesn't run? What if he just says, I'm not running until pro day? Well, y'all lose. Then the bet's off. No, 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 no come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, let me ask you this. Do you think Caleb uh, Williams uh, faster or, like, in other words, 
I have it, it, no idea. Okay, I know a total guess. A yeah, total I guess. I don't really know anything about what Caleb's athleticism numbers. Like, I'm would just trying be to picture the speed like. guys. I see Caleb Williams being pretty well. Bo's going to be like okay if you want to look at it that way. Bo will be a Bo Nix four or five fast. type yeah. guy. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know about Penix. I have no idea about Penix. I have no idea about Caleb. Um, you know, I think Austin will be more athletic. Will be that, <laughs> but he's going to be more athletic than people think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we'll have several like four or five, four or six guys. Yeah, Austin you know, that former is fast. Yellow jacket, yeah. I mean, you'll look at Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck had an amazing combine. He was like four six two, I want to say, and that's getting it. I mean, these are big guys. He's a big, yeah, big quarterback. The all right. So if we have JJ McCarthy as the fastest, Drake May as a giraffe yeah, looking what is, style. What is Drake off, though? Because first I, off, Danny has JJ yeah, McCarthy I have the fastest. I know. I'm okay? just, yeah. Yeah. Let's make that very Drake, clear okay, right now. Okay. Well, then what is Drake? I don't even know that. What I is, bet he's. I bet he's four six. High. Yeah. High. Yeah. Four he's fives. really athletic, right? He yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. But I bet it's. I bet it's high four five four six four six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I at least would put it there. All right. Now, but I'm just trying to think, just between the guys that are at the top. Right, I don't. We don't even know if they're all going to run, like like Denny's saying. But I'm just trying to think to myself that overall skill set. Do you, and I know you pay attention to this, Denny. But the quickest release, not just the speed of his feet, but the quickest release. I've read a couple things where it says Bo Nix has the ball out of his hands as fast as anybody. What do you, what do you say to that? Yeah, I I, I got to see what throws they're measuring on that. That mm-hmm. can be a very deceiving. Yeah, yeah. Very I was curious what you stat. thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's different level throws, right? Like, there's, there's, if I've got to throw a 30 yard field mm-hmm. cell route or mm-hmm. something like that, then I need to be in really good sequence to get all the. So maybe my release is a tad slower than what it needs to be. More important than release time to me is how sequenced are they? How consistent are they in their sequencing? Meaning, instead of thinking about my arm being the release time, my hip, which goes first, mm-hmm. needs to be the quickest thing on my body in first, and then my arm follows that. So if I want a faster arm, i got to get a faster hip. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it's like I need to see what throws they're measuring all that stuff on. I think you would be very surprised with how little um, separation there is from, like, the fastest release to the 10th fastest release. It is, bam. Like, mm-hmm. it is so narrow. Hmm. But it's clear that there's two, there's two that are above the rest. Would you agree? Release with that? time? I don't yeah. know. I, really? I don't know. I think I when you really track that and you go throw for throw, we're we're doing the exact same throw. We're doing and it's not like a little flare screen or something like that. I think you'd be. It may may be. I may be wrong on this, but I've done this enough to know that it's like, oh well, I I didn't realize it was that quick for that guy. Right. Right. It's just looks a little different. Right. But, it's not a link thing. It's just again a sequencing thing. There's guys that can fire their hips in a in a more confined space and quicker. So let me ask you this about. Either of these two guys, both Caleb and Jaden Daniels. Um, I remember going out to Arizona, but, and but to your watching, point, Caleb's flawless release wise. Yeah, yeah. So I remember going out to Arizona and and watching Matthew Stafford work out mm-hmm. with Terry Shea, mm-hmm. and I remember just think, just like you can hear the ball. Yeah, the ball is different, and you guys make fun of me when I say it, but it is. No, I. I his his, his the balls ball. are different. You, in you, know, you know what I mean by I that, I basically right? am a very expensive receiver. I just catch balls all day long. And all you, you know what I mean by oh, that, yeah, right? All, I have no so, clue. So are Caleb or Jaden Daniels here. like that? Are oh, they? all of them are. Okay. All of them are. Right. Yeah. I mean, every single one be of these guys. Absolutely. Yeah. But to your point, there's some guys. Some guys where you like. That that Whoa. comes off even when they're throwing at 50% because they just have such a snap to the ball. 
Caleb is one of those guys. Anthony is one of those guys. Like, it's just different. That ball hits you, and you're like, oh, crap. And it looks Trevor effortless. was that guy when I saw him. Trevor's he was a that junior. guy. Uh, Trevor's still that, that guy. He long out. I was like, whoa. It looks effortless. All right, yeah. let's finish up with just a Trevor thought because we were, we were talking earlier and, and asking the question, and this is, again, one of those offseason unanswerables, but you got to bring it up, is that, you know – he has to feel, you know, in the belly, in the quarterback belly. I, I've got to, I've got to get better, or I got to do more because I didn't, I didn't come up where I needed to be. Is he the top half or the bottom half of quarterbacks coming out of this last uh, 2023 season? He has to be asking these types of questions. Anyway, what do you think is his like kind of to do list in the off season? As far as I got to begin and end here. Yeah, I think if I were setting up Trevor's plan, I, I would focus these first couple months on just patterning mechanics stuff, the, the, the things that he's been doing the last couple of years, like let's just continue down that path. Mm -hmm. um, his mechanics have gotten better since he's coming to the league. And then very quickly, if I were him, I would get to some level of field work with my guys. Mm -hmm. Like okay. the guys that I know that I've got just to take that next step of this is my offense. This is how I like to run this route. Mm -hmm. This is where mm -hmm. I like you to be. If we get this look from the defense, this is what I'm expecting you to do. Right, and that's I think that nonverbal that they struggled with. That's right, and and I think you you get on a field whether it's somewhere here in Jacksonville or you go to the Bahamas or wherever you want to do it, and you just hash that out away from coaches, away from train, away from everybody else. Just y'all just work on your stuff there, and I think he will. I think at that point, like I think Trevor understands at this point, or I hope he does, that this is his team, um, this franchise is his franchise right now. And if, if Calvin he plays sticks well, they around, play. if Calvin sticks around, he's got to be making sure that that's one of the main guys he's doing this at, with. No doubt. Danny, at some point as a professional, you become the only guy that can get you to do what you need to do. Right? That's right. Yep. Is that right? Would That's you agree right. with that? I think I, I, so. He's a, he's got to be at this point right now. Right? Well, back that up. I don't think at some point it is a professional. I know at least for me, like I think everybody has that in their life where you're like, oh, I, it's me. It's me or nothing. Like right. I need to make right. some changes. I can't blame anything else. Right. I need to make some changes. I think everybody's done that. And what you. What you hope is that he takes responsibility for this season. Not saying it was all on him, right? Mm -hmm. But as the leader, you kind of have to go. Hey, <laughs> we can't go one and five. Like if I if I go one and five, that's what I'm gonna be known for in my career. Whether it's me or all you other guys or the coaching or whatever you want to blame it on, I can't do that. So I got to take this over now. I got to take accountability, and I think that's the next big step for. They were, I mean, they were eight and three and didn't win another game with him as a starting quarterback. Because yeah, it hit me when Matt said that earlier. They went one and five, but they went zero oh and five. That's right. Trev, that's which, right. That's right. They were eight and three, and like the number one power pole team in the yeah. league at the time, with some huge opportunities ahead. Yeah, they had ninety nine next to their name yes. yep. in terms of percentage to make the playoffs. Right. Yep. That's where it was. All right, Denny. Uh, ninety nine percent of you, we love it. It's the other one percent we're trying <laughs> it's to tough. fix. It's tough. All right, Denny Thompson. He is out the door. The quarterback whisper. Uh, we are hanging until three o'clock when we welcome the Frangie Show in. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. All right, we've been talking quarterbacks 40 times, and I think it's time we veer off a little bit into the world of the surreal with LeBron James. So LeBron, I was going to say LeBron was asked about his pending retirement, but he actually wasn't asked about it. And I know this is going to shock you out there. LeBron actually brought it up on his own, his pending retirement. And 
how he how it would happen and could he be feted by everyone over an entire season? Yeah, we have audio of this, right? We do. We could play it. Yeah, so it is at a press conference, but he says, I was asked about this. I was asked. So he's asking his own questions at this presser. I was asked this question a couple of days ago. Will you kind of take the farewell tour, or will you kind of just Tim Duncan it? <laughs> I'm 50-50. Um, I'm going to be honest because there's times where I feel like I guess I owe it to my fans that's been along this journey with me for two decades plus to be able to give them that moment, you know, where it's every city and whatever the case may be, and, you know, they give you your flowers or whatever the case may be, you know, and, and, and that seems cool. Um, but the other side of I've never been that great with um, accepting like praise. <laughs> that was very humble. So humble. I mean, it's, humble. I, is there any on. doubt he's going to have a I mean, go away uh, farewell tour? I mean, of course, of course he, he is. is. And I'm going to love every second of it. How about that? Comfortable with that? Never been. Never been comfortable with people praising me. And he, he said, even, he said after, even when I was doing the decision and I made yeah, the and, and uh, I sold it. Uh, uh, and made sure that Jimmy Gray was there so we could control the narrative. Look, I love LeBron. I don't have any problem with him. Um, and if he wasn't going to do it, someone else was. So he just go ahead and said, you know what? I'm going to orchestrate this puppy the way I want instead of somebody else coming yeah, I love here. I said, so someone up. asked me. In other words, he was looking in the mirror one morning and asked himself, what do you want to do, LeBron? No, no, he didn't. Yeah, he did say, I'm glad you included third person. Hey, LeBron, what, what do you want to do? What do you want, Bron? Uh, and, and today's world, it demands it. Okay. No, it the, doesn't. The, it does. It demands it. And, and back Show in, a little humility for once, man. I, well, for you know once. what I think he's actually going to do yeah. is he's going to say, this is going to be my last year, and they're going to have a big retirement tour, and then he's going to get to the end of the season and be like, no, actually, I'm going to come back. I think I might do like, it again. I would not be shocked if something like that happens. I think Plus, actual, I also feel like uh, this is like three years down the road. Yeah, I don't the think end it's of next it, year. The end of it I thought was kind of revealing when he said, because I don't think he wants to say it's over. It's done. I'm finished. He's still playing really good. Yeah. yeah. And, and look, all you need to do is appreciate what you see instead of constantly, constantly panning this guy. I'm looking dead red at you, Matt Hayes. Instead of panning this guy, watch. If and, you think he has more years and, and, he's, and he's playing at, at still at an elite level, which I'm fine with, yeah. Why even bring it up? Because you're like 40. Yeah, and he said he's got three or four. Because more he's seasons. a drama king. No, That's all I, he wants. I, also, man. I don't know what the king. original question was. You know, to get him on this soliloquy. Um, so it might it's have called, been it's called narcissism, like... JJ. That's what it's called. <laughs> so oh you think they asked God. him about like you know no his no 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 he asked like, himself well, you know... about it. So now <laughs> Tiger's a quitter and okay? LeBron's a narcissist. Okay, all right, here we go. All I'm saying LeBron's is he's always he, been a bit of a narcissist. He, he, right, he does he love a bit. Yeah. Um, he asked himself. He but, brought but honestly, it up. Like, he I, brought up the whole thing. It wasn't like someone said, "Hey, Bron, are you going to retire soon? You're playing really well. Why would you retire?" No, 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 no. He brought it up. What is the big deal? Uh, the thing I'm more mad about LeBron at is orchestrating ruin in L.A. after winning the title and still wanting all his best buds around him. That's I don't know criticism. what's more annoying, Tiger quitting or LeBron bringing that up. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. Now I have two labels for two of the greatest athletes we've seen in our, in our generation. 
It's good to know. Good to know we got that now. Somebody's got to keep you straight, man. Yeah. I'm tired yeah. of all this adulation with all these athletes. Yeah. It's uh, look. I I sit there and I I marvel at their performance. I appreciate it. Uh, As do I. But you can also call them out when they're being turds, and he is a turd. I, I, give me an example <laughs> he's not of how he's a turd. Yeah. I mean, come on. Where does that even come from? And nobody... where does it come from? Somebody asked me the other day. Why don't you just say, you know, I was thinking the other day. Yeah, he could do that. He could do but that. But nobody was like, hey, Mariana Rivera. Derek Jeter, like during their retirement tour, like, yeah. wow, be a little more humble, bro. Yeah, and, and but we're she, gonna hear that bro, for a whole Mariano year. Mariano might, Mariano might be like the most humble athlete ever. Are you kidding me? That's my point, though. Yeah, like yeah, nobody was, was telling quiet. him. Yeah, he was quiet and unassuming. Uh, and Derek Jeter was just classy all the way. A Rod, this is this is A Rod esque. Uh, no, I I don't I haven't even thought about my own retirement tour that I'm gonna go on. Uh, you know, he sets it up like that. I, but look, I I have nothing but appreciation and love for LeBron as far as what he's done. Because he's a Laker. If he wasn't a Laker, you no, wouldn't. No, 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 no. In our sports life is what I'm saying. What would the Magic he, give him? Because they always have, like, a very local – like, if it, you know, Jeter, his last game against, like, the Houston Astros, they'll give him, like, a, yeah. a big 10-gallon hat oh, yeah, or something. Or they'll give him, yeah. like, a you know a microphone that can tape to his chest or something. <laughs> big mouse ears is, you know, yeah, something. I knew it would be like Disney. What would the Magic Disney. give him? I don't I don't know, man. We'd have to ask our guy. Yeah, big I'll mouse ears. Disney and Cruise. Lifetime pass. Did he go hang with him uh, down <laughs> a there? Cruise, a Disney cruise. But <laughs> it, leave it to, to this guy to just constantly look at it in, in the negative light instead of just appreciating what this guy's done uh, for our basketball world. And not just I'm, – I'm talking as a Cavalier, as a, as a Heat, as a Laker. I, I got no problem with it. He ain't done, man. He ain't. He, he, I wish he would – have not screwed up the Lakers roster as much as he did. But other than the that, Westbrook move really put him back. But this yeah. season they felt like they had done a lot of things in the offseason to fix the team and they started out slow. They're getting hot now. Yeah, eight, eight of eleven they've won. Yeah. They just, so we'll uh, see the second half of the year. Yeah, they need they need to create uh, they needed to have a little more offense, that's for sure. Uh coming out of the all star break. Or you just needed to whine a little more and get a couple other players on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Well, that's there were chances. Way. Heck, at least he didn't go to Golden State, which is what people were, were yeah, saying. That would have been well, – I yeah. couldn't even imagine what Matt would have said about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me? Uh, it's not just me. I'm not the only one. I know. You I would have like, on on here. I would have absolutely despised yeah, the move I like would have flipped over that one too. All right, let's say hello to the Friends Show coming up next on a Mocama Beer Company Monday. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Frank Frangie joins us now. Frangie's show ready to rock and roll. Happy President's Day, Frank. What's Hi, up? boys. How's everybody? How are we doing Good, today? Man. Good? Good yeah. on a President's Day Monday. Kind of cool yeah, out there, yeah. Manny? Hail go to the chief. Beach. You go Hail to the beach. To the chief. You go down to the beach and look at the, the moon and all this stuff. And uh, in the morning, it's cold out like this. Yeah, you, you like that, don't you? I do. You know, wander down there. Yeah. Look at the look at the moon. Yeah. You know what I like to wander wander down there when it's eighty degrees. Yeah, that's okay. Kind of that's what I like to wander. It's invigorating, down there. Joe. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looks. Uh, anytime there's not rain, then I can figure out a way to enjoy it. But rain just brings oh, me man. down. Throw a hoodie yeah. on. We got, I we hate got, it. We got, we got racing today, Joe. Oh yeah. Listen, you used you to be used to be big racing guy. Are you not racing guy anymore? I admit you were like the racing guy. I admitted to the fellows the other day that that. You know, is if I'm going down there, yeah. like when we would go down there and do the show, I'd right. get fired up. I, yeah, I would yeah. bet on the race. I would do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> bet on the there's race. just there's yeah. just not as many big names yeah. Yeah. anymore. Well, d- Matt, you you and JJ probably don't know. You know, I I brought Joe Coward into the world, and I I invented I Joe Coward. I, I bred him, 
And back in the day, he was big NASCAR guy. It's, 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 that's I loved it. A little bit. He's okay. still a NASCAR guy. He, yeah. The way he drives around town. Yeah. I mean, oh, there's no well, I gave the trivia question to these. It's more of the a lifestyle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's like seven guys who have won the 500 that are in the field, but they've all won it like one time, except right. for the Jimmy okay. Johnsons and the right. and the uh, Denny Hamlins of the world, because they've all just kind of, the big stars have left the, the sport, I unfortunately. I got you. Right, we'll talk. But you, guess what? You, you're at the golf. You do you, you golf every weekend. Yeah. Yeah, but I will still find a way to have right. a cold one and watch the Daytona 500. Okay, good. Then, yeah. then at least you'll watch it. Yeah, There's absolutely. We'll talk a little bit about the golf a bit today. Also, did you watch any of the NBA All-Star game? I think when they All got – 200 when, points of it? No, When I they did got not. to like 180, yeah. I think yeah. that was good. That was yeah. good. That's terrible. Isn't it 391 terrible? total points? What are points, you doing? What are we doing? They hit some great shots. That's, I mean, I, that's what listen, it is. It's listen, a, I understand why football doesn't play defense mm-hmm. in, in All-Star games because right. you get hurt. Did someone get hurt when you block their shot? I don't think is, so. Is, is there CTE because a shot got blocked? Yeah. What are we doing? They don't care. I mean, I guess not. Yeah. Take I mean, a damn charge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? A, or Take at least block charge. a shot, for yeah. God's sake. They we do block not a care. shot? Can I have one blocked shot in the All-Star game? One def- was there any deflection in the uh, All-Star game? No, no there weren't. So, well, they're, uh, they're like, we're only showing uh, if we get to score. Uh, right, that's all that matters. We got fun winter stuff to talk. We'll talk all about that. We'll talk a little bit about the NASCAR, believe it or not. We'll talk about the All-Star. Uh, pitchers and catchers are there, and uh, a lot of – I get a, I got a chuckle out of all the talk about the Ridley compensation. Mm-hmm. Most of us have kind of known it for, I don't know, a year. Yeah, exactly. But now we know what the Ridley compensation. Well, all that coming up in just a bit. Thanks, guys. All right, sounds good. Frank Frangie and company back uh, from their walk-off charities baseball and softball classic last week. So they got plenty to pour into. Uh, you want to sp- you want to pour one later? Make sure you drop on by Mokama Beer Company Tuesday through. Sunday, they are serving up great craft, all their creations. I love the Cosmico, the IPA, uh, and the Rare Cargo. You can name Motor. Any of the other ones are just outstanding. So make sure you drop on by, especially if you're heading up to Fernandina, uh, like the great Don Salinger, one of Leon's Legends. old coaches at the University of Miami, staying up there. And they said they're going to make sure that they make it on over there. So you can check it out or log on mocama.com, and you can pick up some of that great craft at Total ABC. So we are done making room for the Frangie Show. Joe C., Matty Hayes, Big Surs, and JJ will have Mia back with us manana.